Yeah, Dirty Basin, we here. Yeah, we here. DJ CNC on the MIC holding it down, setting off the show with a class KRS, which is uh, appropriate in this unfortunate instant uh, situation. I'm sure we've all seen. All right, we've seen the video. We've heard the reports. All right, we see what went down. This uh, is a, not a new issue, all right, but it's been put on the forefront squarely with this uh, happening, all right, to the young man, Tyree Nichols. We've seen and have known in our community, all right, it's even been immortalized in movies, and you just heard in the song for years, about the black cop and about the dangers and the rabid behavior of the black cop. All right, the video that we've all seen has illustrated this clearly, all right, to no end. All right, there's been conversations about, for years, about there having a need to be more black police in black neighborhoods to patrol black neighborhoods, and that would make a difference. There's been a lot of talk over the years about who should be in leadership positions and how that would make a difference. All right, we're going to be talking about all these things today. I definitely want to hear from you. Telephone lines are open, 563-999-3050. Once again, 563-999-3050. I big shout out to everybody who's been holding us down, who's been showing a lot of love. We definitely appreciate you as always. Big shout out to my dude, Priest. I see my dude, Mr. Raw, in the building. He's in the building bright and early. All right, getting settled in. We're going to get him mic'd up in just a bit. Uh, we're not going to have any any guests today. Uh, we're going to fall back from the guests today and, uh, you know, deal with this uh, very, very serious and uh, heady topic. There's a number of things going on. It's always a bombardment to the senses, it seems, by different uh, happenings. But this has definitely taken front and center. There was a few things that I had intended on uh, uh, touching on today, and I guess maybe I will briefly, you know. But um, once again, you have uh, – the black community, the black male in particular, being made yet again the face of. You know, you can fill in the blank. You can fill in the blank. All right, Mr. Roy is ready to go. Let me get him mic'd up real quick, and uh, let's see what it really is. Mr. Roy, what's happening with you? Oh, uh, man. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, sir. I'm on a Bluetooth. All right, all right. You good, you good. Bro, um, first of all, shout out, you know, peace and blessings to everybody. You already know who it is. We hear that sound and how it's going on. We saw a AW throwing a pitch in there, doing that clear. You know what I'm saying? Follow us every week. And uh, I am at a not not a loss for words. That's not what I'm going to say today. You know, I got plenty of words, but it's just you know we go. We all just got to live our life however we see fit because we all are going to perish and trying to make a difference over 100 to 200 years is not senseless, but at the same token, when we take two steps forward, something like this takes us 10 steps backwards. And the reason I'm saying that is because all of the cops were black. So you should have been the most aware of saying, bros, let's not put ourselves in the category of what we've seen already by damaging another black man and taking his life. 
taken his life. It was no, nothing there that I seen worth that. Nothing, nothing. I seen him draw no weapon. I, I tell you the truth, I didn't even watch the whole thing in its entirety because as I started to watch it, I just got disgusted. When I started hearing that it was nothing but black officers doing that to another black man, and it's not necessary whatsoever. We already have the stigmatism of trying to deal with the white man. Why would the black man take one of our own in that fashion? Not to say that it would have been good that he took a white man and wouldn't. I'm not looking for a tit for tat or eye for an eye. That's not really my reason of saying what I'm saying, but it's like you know there was um. I'm from the era we watched the cartoons. It was a Woody Woodpecker cartoon, and he started to get in trouble. And this one guy kept coming out in the middle of the show saying, if Woody would have paid attention, none of this would have happened. You know, he's like, if you would have did certain things, then certain things wouldn't happen. Okay, you detain the young man, handcuff him, restrain him. You more than – he's not that strong that you guys couldn't – Shackle his feet, zip tie his feet, zip tie his hands. What was he gonna do to the to the to the level that you guys gotta take this man's life? He's gone now. He's dead. He's not here anymore. That's a man lost. And then guess what? You guys think it's all gravy, but then y'all gonna go to the judicial system, and y'all will be the first cops that's gonna get put behind bars for the multitude of years when all the other white cops got off. And you're going to have a ton of people that's going to feel that, like, wow, look at when it was white cops who did it to a black man, and they end up getting off hand slap, Rodney King, this and that. Black men got in, and every single one of them got 30 years well, you know, or whatever may happen to you. Well, you know, Mr. Roy, and, you know, there's, 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 you know, there's a lot of things that we're going to touch on today. There's a lot of things uh, that I'm going to uh, touch oh, on, you know, during my, you know, analysis of this uh, uh, incident. Uh, this sorry, murder. Sorry about the early rant, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine, brother. It's fine. I mean, but we're going to be basically going to be discussing this, you know, uh, in depth for the length of the show. You know what I mean? But, well, I um, for you, also now. you know, you one thing. So a little later, we're going to talk about that. That's something I want you to play. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. Yeah, but we're definitely going to be discussing on 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 uh, a lot of different aspects of this because you know we've already seen you know the difference. We've already seen some differences in terms of how uh, what's been done, how fast it's been done, uh, the media response, the police response um, that we've never really seen in other uh, type incidents like this so yeah we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of things today telephone lines are open if you want to get at us uh we know this is definitely a heady topic and you know when i go in like this i know you know some people are a little bit you know uh 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 you know taken aback by it some people you know may not want to uh uh come online and or come on the air and express themselves in a uh how can i say in a in a very uh incendiary situation like this you know they may feel uh, emotional about it they may uh, not feel that they have the words to express what they want to express but that's why we're here hey to... you can't be throwing those big words around like that sincere what does that mean for the listeners well that means <laughs> <laughs> well that means that it's it's a very it's a very it's a very hot it's a very fiery and you know situation which it well, is I know, you know, I, know um, it, I know what it meant i know what it meant but the way you slid it in there so smoothly i was like 
they'll be forgetting that everybody ain't going to catch. You know, All right, but you, okay, but you got to understand, Mr. Lord, this is not Dirty Basement Preschool. This is Dirty Basement University. And no I don't, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and my habit is not to dumb down. You know what I'm saying? I don't dumb down. You know what I'm saying? I, I make people smarten up. We don't dumb down. We make people smarten up. That's the way we're going. We're going up. All right? So that's what it is. But I Dirty Basement Regular. All right, that's what it, well, you know what I'm saying? There's a balance in life. There's a balance in life. It takes both things to, you know, to create that balance. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes one is necessary to bring forth the other. All right, Dirty Basement Radio. We're in the building right now. All right, we got some heavy talk we're going to be getting into, but I got a lot to play also. All right, let's get into it. Yo, this is Soul Rack, and I'm tuned in to DJ Sincere from New York City. Check my music playing now on Dirty Basement Radio. Return of the funky man, my first cassette purchase. Study the lines, proceeded to fill my head with verses. Uh-huh. Did a dream, my version of a release. So I put pen to paper, scribble verses to beat. Recited these verses into my deck, built in mic. One cassette was loose, instrumental bits that I like. The second cassette to record the verses I spit. Compiled a couple recordings, then I pressed the eject button. Out a label to tape something cool was planned. Before even no one was brand, man, this was a man. Now for the playback, to hit it boom in these raps. In my excitement, I forgot to remove all the flack. Shoes, looking like spaghetti in my deck Took the pen I wrote with the resurrect the cassette Split it in the left wheel Spun the pen clockwise to the tape I realize my recorders could not die I remember grabbing my tape before I leave the dough Put it in my boom box and let my speakers blow from the streets of the ghetto, some leap from the metal. I smoke manism to reach another level. DJs with break beats, mixed taste with straight heat. No taste with mumble rap, but rappers with fake beat. Manatronic is that's sonic on my walk, man, wow. I put on my headset and get lost in the south. College radio play the music that would get to the youth. There's a magical red alert before the mission was through. Our booming sisters were so loud it seems trunks would break. We would ride in the hood and girls' parks would shake. Much respect to the DJs who can move the crowd. Who preserve the culture, don't abuse the but if my tape pop, yeah, it's back to the shop They get another one before I'm back on the block This is for all the DJs Who help raise the culture Early You know what I mean Drift through a memory of gifts, through a memorex Boosting me on the rooftop, the culture all cassette Before Netflix and chill, I used to Maxwell Rockin' Don Barry, 90 minutes, takes on Maxwell Had BDK on a TDK Furious Blob and Flash on a Pioneer Listen to my demo, my tape in the limo How many cassettes? JVC bought the force technique like Panasonic. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get a car, my brother, past the chronic. So I can get hot mics on point like a stylist. The way I record my shit so this is like the virus. The pop is like the virus, it spreads through concession. Hollywood out the OJ, kick a free out the vet. I get down like Bobby Brown when I'm with my tenderoni. One time is why I die, it's why I storm off a Sony. Never put me in your box. 
Yo, yo, this Aguilar Don Bishop, and I'm back outside. And check out my new heat playing now on Dirty Basement Radio with DJ Sincere. Tap in. You are ready. Yeah, brand new heat coming from Aguilar Don Bishop. You already know where you heard it first. This is Serve. Check 777, yo. Shout out to the great Aguiladon Bishop. We had him on these airways. Make sure you check him out in the archives. Getting ready to keep it going with more exclusive music. If you missed the interview last week with Hopper from Killer Army, you definitely need to go back and check the archives there. That interview along with everything that we do is available on all your favorite podcast platforms from Apple to Spotify to Amazon. We're on TuneIn. We're on Odyssey. We're on iHeart. I were on all the major and all the not-so-major podcast platforms, so you can catch us everywhere. You can also catch us in syndication in various markets around the country and internationally. All right, so make sure you check out the Dirty Basement Radio Show. All right, follow me on Instagram at original underscore Dirty Basement. That's original underscore D-R-T-Y-B-S-M-N-T. Keep it going right now with more exclusive music. This is Hoffa FD. Remember where you heard it first. All right, from that forthcoming mixtape, but you know we got the exclusive. Yes, yeah, like that. Bag life. Everything Franklin, nigga. This is boring designer music. Music. This is good dope, the zone of music. Born a Capricorn, hustle been a goat. Shorty been sucking me off, call a queen throat. Side note, my pen game is gun smoke. Put my wrist to the shit like a cake mix. Stamp my face on the brick, now that's a dope flick. And I'm no nonsense for any new sense. I even got, I'ma tighten up them loose ends. Paper was thin, so I knew I couldn't win. This is Chestnut Checker, shout out Bink and Becker. Spotted up trench, nigga, this is Def Leppard. Baked diamond over rice, roast chili peppers. Nice on seven bubble 
Uncle Goose with the sex up. I ain't allergic to the trap, it's just a game different. Niggas ain't solid as you think, and the rules missing. Type nigga shoot at you, but he miss you. Shoot back, he get hit. Then he snitch. But we at with the code, it's like it never was. Pull the plug on the plug, now it's double for the drugs. Marble hot tub, smoking buds in these studs. It's really your Uzi, ready to make a movie. Yours truly, fucking up, shorty doobie. 94 flow, this is Biggie Small Juicy. Hungry like Tony, half an hour through the movie. Hands on my dick while I'm rocking all this jewelry like. This is boring designer music. Than the rest of the bushes We was laying on them pussies in the bushes This a different type of cloth Whole nother fabric This is blue magic Cut with black magic Stamped to Gucci voodoo Bumpy Johnson lingo Smoking rose Ringing around the roses His neck and his wrist frozen That's what shorty noticed Monumental moment Maximizing effort Sitting down in seats With all the top investors This is so worthy I shoot like curry Even off angle Pop the top off your Pringle Lining up my lingo Like my sneaker wall Did a little flipping This is how we ball Mule dope through these lines Like a drug star I got 12 miles to feed the last subpar This nigga subpar Dinner rolls and gravy Shot to put him in a diaper Like little baby This the type of flow Got him fucking with me crazy My DC niggas be like Slim so shady Whipping every brick up Like four in a baby The black M&M Good dick for my women friend, gangsta and a gentleman And it was three times for the dope nigga He got funky for them dividends This is boring designer music Music This is good dope just don't abuse it Music This is boring designer music Music This is good dope just don't abuse it Music Yo, what's poppin'? This is your girl, Surreal Miss Sex Appeal, chillin' with DJ Sincere in the original Dirty Basement Studio in New York City. Yeah, DJ Sincere holding down the MIC, just vibing it right now, giving you some of that good music. I think we're gonna keep this vibe going right now. I right, want to give a big rest in peace shout-out to legendary granddaddy IU. Yo, OC. Yo, yo, what's good? Yo, 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 bro, it's going down tonight, baby, man. Her, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, we gonna do a big tonight, man. Get more people on the phone, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. I got IU coming through. Oh, word, IU coming through. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a big one. Make sure you bring the phone out. I got you, right? I got you coming. Party and move. We living and we having a good time. Legacy worth the ground. 
grind instead of spending them G's If it ain't worth my time spent Me and Key go way back, she fam So it's worth the assignment Of course the good bill Supplied by IU The source of the foundation Implementing the groove The commentary be serene Got everybody standing doing anything On the floor up to the mezzanine Blessed are the people who indulge in this righteous small Powerful music we bring and enlighten your soul Laws of attraction we're putting in the air Comes back and the fact is energy manufactured Granddaddy fine-tuning, 16 clock in with the minutes and seconds as I do this. In spite of the art, it's not that serious. So don't get it confused when I choose stuff. Party and booze, we living and we having a good time. Hustle center, chinchilla, born to bend the rules. Top contender, you ever seen a winner lose? Not possible, mindset is never win or lose. It's Marquis from Far Rock to Marcy. We just buy a new whip, we don't cry over lost keys. I'm known to cross these, it's costly to cross me. Let's talk G's, I put the boss and bossies. So for me, I'm just trying to get to the case. Make sure my haters don't get a break. Skin on my niggas get flakes. I get to stash a couple million in safe. See what it takes to raise all our glasses to celebrate. Uh, school in Japan, Okinawa out in France. Vacate to foreign lands while you're not enough to them bands. This is luxury music. We the best of the best. OC and IU, rap royalty in the planet. Give you that back-to-back exclusive music here, yeah, that luxury sound. We vibing right now. Once again, big shout-out to the legendary granddaddy IU. May he rest in peace. May peace be upon his soul. Let's keep it going right now for, with some even more exclusive music. You know, I give it to you, and once again, you will find these people all in the archives. We had the pleasure of sitting down with them uh, once upon a time, and this gentleman up next is no exception. You'll also find him in the archives of Dirty Basement Radio. Make sure you check out us on those podcast platforms also at your leisure check us out on demand this is brother marquise from the legendary two live crew and this is my life you got to Already know it's BMQ, brother Marquise from the Two Lie Crew. Liberty City got me feeling liberated. Mark my words, I'm marked for greatness. Mark is marvelous, marked the remarkable. Try and stop me, that's a mission impossible. Still rep- 
in the crib with a new sound Still riding around showing love with the top down Rap took me to the top, now I'm history Still loving, living life's been good to me So take a toast to the good life Look at me and see what it looks like Yeah, that's right I'm back and I'm blessed, feeling heavenly That's why I'm giving you the best of me I appreciate the love, grateful to be here Thanks for your support throughout the year My life Coming from below I-95 Miami is a place big bright light. The grass wasn't always green in my life. Had to make a sacrifice. This is my life. Coming from below I 95. Miami is a place big bright light. The grass wasn't always green in my life. Had to make a sacrifice. This is my life. My I'm a precious jewel, you can't stop my moves, you can do me, sue me, what you gon' do, but I'm back with no nonsense, still undefeated like the 72 Dolphins, and my face guard clean, I'm still repping the team in my UM green, fame without fortune, that's torture, but I'm still in the struggle, doing it for the culture, for the MIA, MI baby, where money is a motivating inspiration, legends only live once. But my legacy lives forever I'm a pioneer trendsetter I'm a legend in my lifetime You only get one in your lifetime
we had Brother Marquise on the show, and Mr. Roy, if you remember, he actually talked about that story. He actually talked about the story and the history of the song 99 Problems. It was originally Ice-T's record, all right? This was Ice-T's yeah, original, original record. Now, he tells the story, and he's actually on the record, all right? He's actually on the original record, which gives him an additional authority to tell the story so it's not just somebody telling a story about what they heard or you know some some background or behind the scenes information that they know he's actually a part of the story because he's actually on the record so i just wanted to pull it up real quick and uh to give it a to give it a quick spin so the people that may not be aware that uh yeah this is ice featuring brother marquise and this is the original 99 problem yeah, last year a lot of motherfuckers asked me why I didn't do no old sex fancy shit But this year I went down to Miami and got my nigga from two lives, brother Marquise in the house Yeah, I'm the motherfucking nigga Yeah, we gonna answer the question about girl problems All these niggas is having girl problems, Mark Huh, tell him, man, tell him, Let me tell you what time it is I got a hope from the east, got a hope from the west Got to hold it like a jacket off and rub it in a chest I got a hope from the north, a hope from the south I hold it like a sucking long and hold it in our mouth I got a bitch with hair, a bitch with none A bitch with a knife, a bitch with a gun A bitch with a ass big as a TV set And there's a bitch over there, hey, the one I'm gonna get for yo But maybe not, she might not like me though No sweat to a vet, I say my sister though Word I send the whole damn herd I fuck them all and leave them on the curb I got a bitch with a mink Who rocks a fat gold link Who likes to fuck me with that ass up on the kitchen sink Got a bitch with tits A bitch with ass A bitch with none But hey, I give her a pass And I love them all I love them crazily And they love me back That's why they stay with me So if you're having girl problems I'll prepare for your son Got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one Hit it Nah, bitch ain't one I got a bitch that's old, a bitch that's new, a bitch who loves velvet and the color's blue. I got a bitch who's fat, a bitch who's built, a bitch to all the titties give out pot of milk. I got a bitch who's funny, a bitch who ain't, a bitch who can sing, a bitch who can't, a bitch who loves fucking on an airplane. I even got a bitch off Soul Train. I got a bitch who rolls a ragtop pin. Long ends. I got a bitch who's broke as a bum. But she's the most fun I got a bitch who plays piano A bitch who don't A bitch who dances naked A bitch who won't A bitch who's short A bitch who's tall A bitch who burns my pager with priority calls And I love them all I love them crazily And they love me back That's why they stay with me So if you're having girl problems I'll be bad for your son Got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one Hit me Yo Marquis, You from Miami man Why don't you show these motherfuckers all over the world The two live style of how the bitches treat a motherfucking fly nigga like you I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one of them I don't trip on hoes cause I don't need none of them Pussy just in case and dicks to persuasion All hoes suck cock, nigga, how you playing? That's why I don't sleep on them, I just freak on them Stick dick in they mouth, take it out and I ski on them The nigga the one-nighter, the bitch exciter I only love my hoes when I'm going up inside them Problem number one is getting money I'd rather taste the greens than sip the honey so don't expect nothing, cause I ain't offering I go hard on my bitches, cause I'm never, never softening Putting a demand on them, fuck them and scram on them The wham, bam, thank you ma'am, game is ran on them So fuck how you feel, your fucking cheap thrill I hope you took the pill, cause I won't pay the bill Getting pussy's just another expense If pussy pays the bills, then dick pays the rent I only need a hope for one thing, and that's to come I got 99 problems, and a bitch ain't one Ha! Yo, Marquise, my motherfucker, you got problems, man? A bitch ain't one Aw, oh, shit let me tell you how to do this shit. 
I got a bitch that loves to jinx. She'll fuck you right after she fucks me. I got a bitch who loves both. I got a bitch who loves handcuffs and rope. I got a bitch that's fast, a bitch that's slow. A bitch that's a virgin and a bitch that's a hoe. A bitch that lies, a bitch that's true. A bitch who's a man because that bitch is true. I got a bitch that's cool, a bitch that's hot. A bitch who loves rap, a bitch who loves rock. A bitch who's lost and one who knows where it's at. She gets up under me and purrs like a cat. I got a bitch that runs, I got a bitch that walks. I got a bitch that yells, I got a bitch who talks. I got a bitch that's dirty, got a bitch that's neat. I got a super fine bitch that I knocked in the swap meet and I love them all. I love them crazily and they love me back. That's why they stay with me. So if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Hit me. No, a bitch ain't one. You know a bitch ain't one You know what I'm saying I got problem with my motherfucking rent marquee But a bitch ain't one Man you got yourself nothing man Fucking raggy stank assholes nigga A bitch ain't one I got problems staying out here on the street With these police trying to take a nigga out you know But a bitch ain't one Got problems with motherfuckers Buying my records But a bitch ain't one Fuck them all nigga Fuck them motherfuckers You know what I'm saying Bitch ain't one Got problems man Introducing the Restroom Kit, your personal care kit when traveling. The best solution for personal care when using public restrooms. When nature calls, the Restroom Kit was created to be used in any restroom away from your home. Each kit includes an oversized seat cover with rear pocket to support stability and alignment, one yard of three-ply toilet paper, hand wipe, and flushable tush wipe. Small enough to fit in a purse, pocket, your backpack, or car travel kit. Go to therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound. Over 
Yeah, Dirty Basin Radio, quite naturally, that's the lead-in for the continuation of our topic today, the killing of Tyree Nichols uh, by those five officers, those five black male police officers. Um, As we started off the show by saying, I'm sure, you know, uh, many of you, if not all of you, have have seen the video. Now, I watched the video um, as much as I cared to watch it, all right, from the time that it picks up. Ostensibly, he was stopped. It was a traffic stop, all right, for uh, some supposed violation. Supposedly, uh, he was driving erratically. Now, to that point, I watched an interview, all right, with the the chief of police, all right, for that department. And she indicated during that interview that while, you know, uh, he was uh, stopped supposedly for that erratic driving, they up up to that point they hadn't found any evidence any video evidence from any surveillance camera any camera that may have been in the area any public camera any private camera any camera that may have been attached to a video uh, a business that may have been pointing that in any direction uh on the roads uh that he uh, traveled on to pick up any type of erratic driving so uh just put that out there now when they initially get out of the car there, it was as if they had just finished, or he had just finished taking them on some high-speed chase, and you know, uh, uh, they had to apprehend this guy. They had finally boxed him in, or whatever, because they came out the car very aggressively. You know, guns were drawn, the yelling and shouting. Now, this was just a a, a traffic offense. You know, you ran a light, or you know, you didn't know before you changed lanes, or whatever it is. It seemed you know, to me, from out the gate, it was an overly uh, aggressive posture that they all took, grabbed him out the car, you know, berating him the whole time, yelling and screaming, throwing him on the ground. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you see the video. And it, it from from the very beginning of it, it, it takes you back, you, you know, because you, you think, just like I, I said a couple, uh, uh, a few seconds ago, that there must have been some kind of a, a high-speed chase or some kind of incident that got you know, adrenaline going and that kind of energy coming from uh, towards uh, this young man. But apparently we haven't seen any evidence of that. They snatched him out the car. You know, they're accosting him. At one point he manages, you know, to get uh, away from, you know, the initial uh, beating and such. And uh, he's uh, captured, you know, ran down at a later date and, you know, assaulted even more. Now, the heading for my post today talked about police culture, you know, because when you have these kind of instances, they don't come from anywhere. I mean, they don't come from nowhere. All right. They come from somewhere. All right. This is not the kind of uh, a behavior within an institution that's going to occur unless it's allowed to occur with a wink and a nod where this kind of, you know, aggressive behavior is a it's not frowned upon. It's applauded, particularly when it's directed towards certain communities where people, you know, that have uh, these badges and guns feel safe to engage in this kind of behavior. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if they were in a different type of community, you would see a different type of behavior. All right. But this is this is allowed. Now, in this kind of a case, 
you had a and I, I have it I have it on I have it on my phone and it's really kind it's really kind of ironic. You have uh, according to the uh, chief and uh, according to the things that's going on in that department, they have a unit known as the Scorpion Unit, right? Now, a scorpion is not a very pleasant animal, right? You don't get a, a, a idea of something that is 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 comforting in any kind of a way that is a friendly or welcoming in any kind of a way when you think of a scorpion. But that's what this unit was called. Now, apparently, Scorpion is an anachronism, and it stands for Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhood. The irony. The irony. But you would think just the symbolism of that kind of an animal would let you know the posture of that type of a unit. All right? They're not, you know, they're not picking... You know, uh, you know, a cat or a dog, they're picking a scorpion. You know, a scorpion is a deadly animal. If it bites you, you could die. All right? That's what happened. All right? So just the symbolism of that, I think, you know, uh, uh, says a lot by itself. But now, after this incident occurs, right, and everybody starts to find out about it, we see what the difference is between this happening and happenings that we've seen uh, in the past when the officers were Caucasian. Now, we're seeing a couple of different things, you know, from my side of it. Now, from the social media side of it, I would have thought there would have been more. You know what I mean? It seems like it's been kind of quiet, you know, from uh, the black community in regards to this particular incident. I think that it quite obviously is muted because of the assailants. All right, these five officers are black. Not a white person in sight. Not a white person in sight. So I think a lot of folks are taken aback by that in the black community and not quite sure, you know, how to respond to it. Now, I'm entirely sure, you may disagree, but the energy would have been quite different had those five police officers been white. All right? But once again, we go back to the culture because this is long-standing behavior. You don't get to this level of violence and comfortability engaging in this level of violence from the people who pay your salary that you're sworn to protect and serve unless you've been doing it along. And this was just an escalation. This was an elevation. This is the furthest that they've ever went with this, but they've done this before. You know, they've roughed suspects up. They've accosted them like this. May have even put a couple in the hospital. Unfortunately, this young man died from it. Right? But while the response from the social media, from, you know, black Twitter and such, you know, to my my estimation has been muted, by contrast, what what are we seeing uh, both from uh, the police department and from the mainstream media. Now, in cases that we've seen in the past, what have we not seen? We've seen, you know, a shutdown of everything, no information being given out for months at a time, you know, investigation is ongoing, we don't want to compromise the investigation, X, Y, Z. They got a million reasons why. You know, when you do get some footage, it's heavily edited. You know what I mean? Uh, the, it may be 
an hour's worth of footage, and they may release 15 or 30 seconds worth. Right? That's what we've seen in the past, over and over and over and over and over again. But that's not what we're seeing now. What are we seeing now? We're seeing everything being laid on the table, Bear, out the gate, or close to it, because this, uh, from what my understanding is, this happened uh, on the 7th of this month, the 7th of January of 2023. That's when the uh, incident, uh, that night, that evening. All right? We've never seen that kind of release that fast, you know, with everybody being so out in front about it. All right? The media... Uh, not taking really a pro-police kind of a stance. They're not really taking uh, that wait-and-see uh, stance that you would normally hear, you know, from the, uh, uh, both the media and the police. You know, these uh, assailants, these police assailants who engaged in this violence are being treated like black folks. <laughs> They're being treated like black folks. All right? They were... You know, uh, there was no hesitation about the firing. There was uh, a grand jury was impaneled quickly. All right. Charges have already been filed. Now, they've posted bail. All right. Now, I would have I would have uh, wanted to hit them with a, uh, a no bail stipulation and have them sit in jail. But they they posted bail, you know, in the ranges of $250,000 and $350,000. You know, for each one, I think uh, by this date, they've all been uh, uh, bailed out and they are uh, out in the public. You know, but these are, you know, some of the differences and uh, even the at least um, I don't know whether uh, he's actually going to. I guess he will to a degree. You know, Benjamin Crump is out there. Benjamin Crump, he's a uh, an advocate for a black folks, a a lawyer in these uh, types of uh, situations. And, you know, even he, you know, spoke to it, you know, uh, kind of alluded to what I'm talking about. You know, he's like, there's no reason for this to, uh, for there to be any kind of delays in getting any type of information out in terms of video or just like that. Again, if it could happen in this instance, then there should be uh, a moving forward. You know, we don't want these things to occur again, but should they, and I'm quite sure they will occur again in the future, you know, uh, this shows that there really is no need to try to hold and hide information back for such a long period of time, hoping that the public's, you know, uh, consciousness and memory will start to fade and the energy behind the, uh, you know, be, behind the happening will start to fade and people will start to, you know, forget about it. You know, um, these guys are being treated like, like, like black guys are, are, are treated. And, with this being done to the degree that it is, as we talked about it before, you know, black folks, the black male is, is, is every week they're being made the face of one thing or another, you know, uh, going back to the Kanye and Kyrie, you know, they became the face of anti-Semitism. In the case of, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody like, you know, R. Kelly or, you know, they tried to paint it on Michael Jackson, they become the, uh, want to make them the faces of, you know, child uh, molestation and, and, and uh, sexual abuse. You know, and such, and it goes and it goes on and on. So now we have these five officers. So what are they the face of? They're the face of police brutality now. You know, and watching the video up to the point that I did, you know, um, yeah, they were very, very comfortable uh, in their actions. Uh, Mr. Roar, you want to yeah, you know, jump in before I continue? <laughs> 
know, first of all, I would have never entertained that if I seen my comrades doing it. I would have warned them, listen, bro, don't do this to the, to, this is going to be a full speculation of what they think we should be doing to each other. And then they're not going to, like you said, they didn't hold, you know, hold no, hold back no punches. 35, 350,000 bail, 10%, $35,000. They all could post that. And they were, they're hoping that they could post that, come out in the street, and then the street uh, black brothers all kill them all. You know, that's the type of hopes that they're hoping. Either that or, you know, well, they give it to them where it's, you know, this is such an atrocity now because now there's nothing. Right now, this is, you know, there's always one situation that overrides the next, even if the, if the last one was something very predominant. Hey, this is what's going on. Okay, now this is going to be what's being talked about for the next who knows how long. And now you can't bring up the white man because we were so scrutinized over the white man being abusive to the black for so long. Look at who's in the forefront. You have the Mount Rushmore black men doing it to another black man, taking his life the beginning of a new year. I remember one incident happened, and we didn't hear about it till damn near four or five months later. This is only 20 days later. Like, like DJ Sincere said, we got the word. They're not yeah, holding back no punches. They, they're hoping that uh, this right here, they're hoping that they post bail, that they go to the streets and the streets take care of them. They're looking forward to things like that because they're like, now stop mentioning the white man. Now it's nothing but black killing black like we always say you do, but now you guys got the badge and y'all abuse the authority of the badge. Absolutely. Now, we've seen this. You know, once again, this has been immortalized in movies and televisions. You know what I'm saying? There's a classic scene from Boys in the Hood when they get pulled over and the black cop is wild. It's, we, we've seen this. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us have lived it. I got my own story. I'm sure you might have a story, Mr. Roar. You know what I'm saying? About uh, yeah. an you know what I'm saying? About an experience with a black police officer. You know what I mean? And that hurts so, more, you know. That hurt us more. It hurts down to the core even more so because it's one of our own. Now it hurts because I've been in situations where the the white the white cop talked really slick to me. It was really out of place and said something that made me short because I'm very patient and I don't want no altercation because um, unfortunately, you know, we don't know Mr. Rowe. I'm a big dude. You know, I'm 6'1", 250. So there's times that when you see that stature of a person, if I'm standing at the door and I'm a bodyguard, they're coming to rob the place. They're going to take out the big dude first. So that's the first thing they get if they pull me out the car they was like, oh, he's a big dude. So it's like, put him down on the floor, face down, or talk to him reckless to see if he wants to, you know, abuse any situation so we can put him in a, in a compromising position. I don't need that. So once the police come up to me, hands are on the steering wheel, windows down, radio off, phone on, and seeing if I can even record and talk to him real smart, not slick it out of place, be respectful. And I just want to see how they deal with me. Sometimes it's not the best thing to be a big dude because the first thing they want to do is treat you a certain way. Look how they, they brought the big dude down and, and choked him to death 
for some cigarettes. All those people didn't need to jump on that man, but because he was big, that's what they look at. They say, you know what? Let's take him down because there's a lot more that he can do. But in this circumstance, this dude was up against four or five. I can't see the height of these dudes, but all them black dudes looked like they were pretty, pretty big in stature that they could take this guy down. There was no reason for all that brute force. There was no reason for that, for something like that. Like, like to say, like when the Egyptian says, "said this is something that they do." Like they was just waiting for another opportunity to do it. It wasn't a brand new situation, and they saw something, and he has a gun, and I feared for my life, and they put him, and they filled him full of lead. They were beating him, and he was detained, and he was talking, and he, they had, they could have restrained his feet. Five guys couldn't take down one man, put zip ties yeah. on his feet, and zip ties on his arms. I've seen yeah. the new zip ties. They're unbreakable. They're just as strong as, they're, they're so strong as um handcuffs. So don't right. tell me. And then they have they got tasers now. So they could have tased this dude and he would have been immobile for a few seconds. Come on. There was no reason for this man to lose his life. There was no reason for this young black man if you detained him, put him in jail, all of that. But not for him to lose his life. I'm I'm livid behind it. It's ridiculous. We shouldn't ever be in 2023 at this point five black men did that to a black man. Come on. And you know what people are just saying, look, see, see, this is what you get. This is what they do to each other. Let's just see how this plays out. You know, this is what what happens when you buy into the culture. All right? This is, and I'm, I'm just talking about police culture, but we could expand it, you know what I'm saying, to Western culture, you know, in its entirety as it is now. Because there is a callousness, there is a disregard, there is a separation, you know, people want to separate themselves one from another and thinking that, you know, well, that's them and this is me and there's a, uh, they're not one of us, all right, is that type of an attitude. And you see that very starkly when you're dealing with police as opposed to the, to the regular citizens, all right, too, too many of them have an us and them mentality. They don't think of it as this is my job and I'm here to take care of, you know, uh, uh, a business as it relates to, you know, crime. They feel that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very ego driven profession. All right. And when you encounter a lot of these folks, that's what you encounter first. You encounter their egos. You know what I mean? And that, could go left very quickly when you have somebody who you know is coming at you in that kind of aggressive manner and thinks that they're uh, you know above any type of approach you know what i'm saying that you know i know everything and you know nothing and i'm in control of everything and you're in control of nothing you know that is a recipe you know for disaster but in order to engage somebody in that kind of brutal kind of manner you have to be able to look at them as if they are less than you are. All right? You know, you have to be able to look at them. I mean, because, you know, uh, when somebody gets beat, you know, for those of us who have animals or who have had animals, you wouldn't do that to your animal. You wouldn't do that to your dog. Kind of brutality, you know, and that kind of just, you know, just a, just a beating like that. You know what I mean? So 
there becomes, you know, there comes a, a psychological aspect that comes into play because you have to you have to stop and think, well, how can somebody take it that far? How can somebody engage, you know, in that bull of behavior? What's going on with them mentally? You know what I mean? So in order for, you know, police to be hired, to be able to walk around basically with the power legally, the power of life and death, all right, they legally have the power of life and death on their hip. All right. And very often, whatever the behavior may be, no matter uh, how extreme that the public, we in the public may think it is, they often, very often have found a way to justify it according to, you know, their rules and their regulations and their so-called training and this, that, and the third. All right. Getting ready to go to the telephone lines. Yeah, I recognize this number. All right. Let me go to it right now. Hey guys. Right, welcome to Dirty Basement. How are you? Long time no hear from on these airwaves. It's always a pleasure, my dear. I'm good. You? <laughs> exactly I, know that I, Mr. Raw right I know he's like, Mr. Raw, Mr. Raw. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I think I got you tips to make sure I clean this air out. Did I hear, did I hear the call <laughs> of the wild? Did I hear the notorious <laughs> you? Did I hear from all the way from the West Coast you? Family of love, you the chart topping, the chart topping debut single that was dropped last week. You don't get in <laughs> yeah. trouble. We heard yeah. you. We know you working. I, 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 I actually sent him. We dropped the bomb I, I, on it. <laughs> thank you. I actually sent him a, a raw version of it, and um. I let him put it on, but I ended up sending him the uh, the semi-mixed version the other day. But I was sitting up here listening to the conversation um, about uh, that um, baby who the police killed, and I'm listening to all the passion in in your voice. I listen to Mr. Raw and the in the passion. He's always passionate about these things anyway, and he's describing himself. And what did you say? You're six three, six two, six three, six one. I'm- Six one, six one two. Six one. Okay, so they would consider you a big guy, like you said, and the first thing they would their their mindset is we have to do something to him because he's a big guy. I remember a few years back where this black guy, big heavy set guy, and I think he was like maybe six two, but he was big built, like two eighty, you know, three three ten. Anyway, he was helping this this woman. If you guys remember. This lady's car stopped in the middle of the street, this white woman, and he's black, and he gets out the car to help her um, to get to move her car. Uh, some police showed up, but they ended up killing him. And everybody was asking why, why they killed him, and they said because he was big. They feared for his life. Even the, even the white woman who was helping, who, who he was helping, kept telling the police, he's helping me. He's, he's helping me. What are you guys doing? Why are you restraining him? He's helping me. But the the reason that it came out to be is because he didn't comply. Like um like he was a slave and they told him to do something back away from her car and he's like, I'm helping her, what are you talking about? you know. But anyway, long story short and sad story, they end up killing this man. And I was thinking about Mr. Raw when he was talking about his size and, and that's that's exactly what their mindset is. And listening to uh sincere, when sincere said there has to be different training. Different training is not gonna matter. I think it's a background because if you're doing research on on this topic, period, I forget the, the cop's name. Um, was it 
Demarius or Demarcus, what's his name? His name is Tyree Nichols. Well, it, well, the, well, the young man that was killed, his name is Tyree Nichols. Yeah, I'm talking about the cop. One of the cops. Oh, okay. Haley, I think that's his last name. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, he actually beat a man almost to death when he was a, a correction officer. If you guys are, are following, I think it was in um, either 2015 or 2016. Um, and there was a lawsuit filed against him. Um, by some inmates. Um, somebody came in there, I think, with some um, contraband on them, and he was trying to flush it down the toilet. And they said that this particular cop, um, well, he wasn't a cop at the time, he was a correction officer. They said that, that he beat this man so viciously that this man had to go, he had to be go from the infirmary at the, at the prison to a regular hospital for life-saving measures. So this is not his first incident and this right. the, the inmate that he beat was black too so if you if you go and you look at all of their records they all have a a um a background of being very violent right. of being very violent but this is so public this one right here and and i this is my opinion on it it's like um anywhere from a rite of passage to to something more sinister and sickening than we could ever imagine, um, especially with them being black. So it's not just a white cop thing, a Mexican cop thing. You know, now it's okay. So now we're going to put you for out in the on the, in the front lines because you're going to be our sacrificial lamb. Because it's it's something else. I don't. I just don't see this as these four men. Especially four black men. With five, um, just five. Five, okay, five. And if you if you keep looking, it'll say six because they were saying another. If you watched, uh, I forget his name, Tucker Carlson, I think, last mm-hmm. night, where he was saying that uh, the five or the black men that beat the man up is because they were they were getting orders from a single black woman. Did you guys see that interview? I oh didn't. I no, I didn't see uh, Tucker last night. No, I didn't. Okay, well, it was the most tardy thing I've, I've ever watched. But my point about this this particular killing, which is a tragedy in itself, I think it goes higher and is deeper than four black men, five black men, excuse me, beating another black man to death. I think it's. It's deeper than just that. I think it's deeper than police brutality. I think that it's it's something that we will probably never, never know, but I can guarantee you this, that before the story comes out, these five or one or two are going to end up dead before the whole the whole story comes out. Well, you, might be, you, you might be right about that. You know, we'll have to uh, see how this how this does continue, you know, but I don't think it's a, you know, I never think that it's a case of more training. You know, I think that that's one of those cop-out excuses that they like to use. Well, you know, they need more training that has, you know, this kind of behavior is once again, part of the culture and it's part of just that person's psyche, you know, for these five individuals, this was their thing. This was their club. This is that, you know, they have uh, 
you know, in New York, and maybe they do it in Cali too, you know, that so-called knockout game, you know what I'm saying, where, you know, a group of guys go around, they'll pick somebody, and, you know, somebody will run up on them, and they'll just slug them and try to knock them out in one punch. This is what they did, you know, uh, for enjoyment and entertainment, as depraved as it was. And it was something that I'm quite sure was known about amongst other folks, other police officers outside of just those five. You know what I mean? So what's really needed is, number one, a much, much heavier uh, psychological analysis of anybody who wants to be a police officer. And number two, you need to put them in a position where they're liable for their own behavior. All right? Because as it stands now, the public, the taxpayer, is responsible for their behavior. Did they have to bond themselves out of jail? Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? They may have put their houses up, whatever the case was, got themselves out of jail. But when it comes time for any type of, of settlements that happen, you know, for uh, any kind of things that uh, happen uh, that police do to the public, all right, the money that's paid out to the families in terms of any kind of settlement comes directly from the taxpaying citizen. That needs to stop. All right. That needs to I, I, and I, I I agree with you on that. I was talking to someone about that too, having making them accountable other than the fact that they're going to prison, but as far as them bailing themselves out, they don't. Because the police department is part of a union. And and it's their bail and anything else that you see, once they get out is paid for by that union. But I wanna point this out with these five compared to five white men. That will go. These mm-hmm. five gentlemen were suspended without pay. They are not. They are not on administrative leave um, with pay, or you know, until an investigation. They were fired. They right were fired. The That's right. They were fired but without without pay. If in the situation where um, George, George Floyd and um, I can't think of the other man right. Um, what was his name? But anyway. Uh, another one. Those those officers were not fired. Those officers were on administrative leave, which means that they were still employed by the police department. Um, mm-hmm. But these right right away, as soon as they seen it, fired, 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 fired. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, That's right. So now we so talking. So they. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So they no longer have the backing of the police department. This is why I say is something deeper than um, what we see and what, what, what they're telling us that it is, because why is it? Why is it that them, of course, it's, they're black, but they were fired and not put on administ- administrative leave? Like, well, you know, like we, white well, you know, we talked a little bit early in the show, and I, I think when we really think about it, I think, you know, we could kind of figure out what's going on in relation to these to this particular instance in this particular time right now. All right. I think we can kind of, kind of sort of figure out, you know, what's kind of really going on, but we talked about a little bit earlier in the show, the difference and what you're, what, what you're talking about too, is another one of those differences as compared to case after case that we've seen in the past, in the past, you know, that's what we saw before. We saw them getting put on leave. We saw all kinds of excuses being made. We saw there being a, you know, I mean, this video came out, like, almost immediately, all right? We've never seen that before. They always hold back the video, investigation, you know, nothing. Ha- I mean, the fact that even 
uh, at this point, they've been charged with second-degree murder. I mean, you would think it would be just, you know, first-degree murder. But at this point, they've been charged. When have we even seen, you know, police officers, uh, when they murdered somebody in the line of duty, even be charged with a crime this early in the process? Right. So, yeah, you're right. This This whole thing is playing out totally differently, you know. But that's too, just like so many other things are going on. I had intended this week, you know, to talk about, uh, you know, some of the other things that, that are going on, you know, and how, once again, they want to continue to make the black male the face of everything that is wrong or depraved or, or just, 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 just the worst that society has to offer. In each and every category. Exactly. All right. They want to feed them to the wolves. They want to feed them to the wolves. They want to see. They they want to see that now that we put the meat out in front of the wolves, are they going to eat it as fast as they would when it was a white situation? Okay. I bitch out to K Swiss. All right, she's in the building. I bitch out to all my area codes in the building. Yes, now, now she just said, and uh, now this hasn't been said, but yes, I, I did realize this case with the police chief there. And this is like another aspect of the story too. The police chief there, all right, is black. She's a black woman. All right. And to reiterate this point, all right, we've heard over the course of the last 20, 30 years, if we put a black person in this position or we put a black person in this position, then there's going to be a change. They're, they're, you know, they'll be able to, you know, if there's more black police officers patrolling black areas and black neighborhoods, that'll be a good thing. But when you have the culture being what it is, it does not matter what person that you place there. And all that really serves to do it. Now, in another 20, another 20 or 30 years, it might not even take that long. And y'all might say sincere. I don't know about that, but don't be surprised if you see, I mean, we've seen certain things with female cops already. Don't be surprised if you see the same type of situation with a group of female cops. Because it's going to be the exact same culture, and the culture breeds the exact same, exact same type of behavior. All right? So whether it's a black mayor, whether the mayor is a black female, we've seen it's really not going to matter. All right? Unless there's a shift in the mindset and the way that the mind determines the action that's taken, all right, the behavior is not going to change. It's not going to change. It's just that person serves really to offer nothing but a very high degree of cover for white supremacy because, as Mr. Roy indicated, they can point to it and say, see, now this is y'all doing it to y'all. We put the person in place that we wanted, that y'all wanted us to put in place, but you see this, now it's, now it's got even worse. It's not the Caucasian doing it. It's somebody that looks just like you. All right, let me jump back to this telephone line right now. I got a 312 area code. 312, you're live on the air. Yeah, I just got off. I'll just have a quick question. Yeah, 321. Okay. I have a question. Um, I'm just getting on, so I don't know if you guys touched base this one yet. Uh, What do you all think about Benjamin Crump? Is he the face for us or just to make himself notoriety? Um, Because I think with him, there is some shift in somewhat. Well, what's your thoughts on uh, uh, Mr. Crump? I mean, I've, I'm of a, you know, when he first came onto the scene, you know, um, I think he, you know, as often as the case, I think he filled a vacuum. I don't think that there was, 
uh, anybody, you know, uh, uh, that was in that particular role anymore. And I think if it's a case where I don't know if he's an ambulance chaser, per se, or if the families call him in as a representative. Now, if they're calling him in as a representative, then that means that they want him there. Okay. What do you think? Um, I kind of agree with you, but being from here in Florida, um, not far from where the whole Trayvon Martin um, case happened, um, he put Trayvon's parents with them as well out there. So a lot of people that I've been speaking to are relating him to as far as financial gain. Um, and I just want just questions on how other people feel about him. Okay. All right. Well, 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 because, we'll I mean, he, did, he did put the trick. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say because he did. I mean, I've seen him here in Orlando stand behind so many African-Americans, especially with Trayvon Martin. I mean, coming from Miami, pushing, don't, don't get me wrong, because his mother, his parents were definitely there. But I just wonder how, I'm hearing a lot of negative about him, that he's just for money and, you know. But, I mean, who else is going to step up to support them? Right. You understand? Right. I mean, the media, right. the media is not showing us. The media is not showing us. So I just want to know, what are, what are these things with him? Okay. All right, well, we definitely have that out on the table. I think, you know, we'll all be keeping an eye on, you know, the behavior of uh, Mr. Crawford and if, uh, you know, we think that he's just in it for, you know, monetary gain. But once again, you know what I'm saying, I mean, I mean that is his profession, you know, right? That is what he does. That's how he does mm-hmm. make a living. You right. know, so you do have to take that in consideration. Right. And again, if the families, you know, in these instances are calling him in and say, well, we want you here, you know, for your mm-hmm. expertise, then... You know, I think I think that you know that kind of answers that right there. Okay, well, I, can you? I'm, I'm asking any attorney is in for monetary gain. Anyone, but we know that that he he got into the field to be an attorney to make money. It's like a doctor is in it to gain money. But if he was just in it just to be the face of the black people, I don't think that he would be fighting for us the way that he does. He has to fight to win his cases or nobody's going to want him as their lawyer anymore. So regardless of what his, what his motives are, if he's getting the job done and he's getting the job, I agree with her when she talked about to Bob Martin and his parents. She, she, he did put them out there and left them. That's how she did. Mm-hmm. Stuck them out there, dangled them, and left them. But he also uh, represented um, um, Michael Brown, George Floyd, so he, all of them. And he's, I think he's the one that's, um, who's doing the lawsuit with the Johnson & Johnson baby powder, if I'm not mistaken, if somebody can look it up for me. I think he's the one who's um, heading that campaign about uh, ovarian cancer and the uh, dark and lovely hair, I think, perm products that's causing cancer to women. Um, if you guys have seen any of that. But no, as far as oh yeah 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 he's he's um <laughs> he's been he's been moving forward for a long time like I know it seems like this is the first time that we that that we are hearing about him because he's actually well since um Trayvon Martin but he's been out there way longer than that he just got his notoriety 
from the Trayvon Martin case. So when you um like you know, like you said, any any job that you get in, any um thing that you get in, you're you're in it to make money. But he's he's good at what he does. A lot of people may not like his tactics, mm-hmm. but I think his his agenda is to is to win because if he doesn't win, he's not going to get paid. So right. the way that he the way that he goes about it, if you listen to his his conversation, he's not a he's not a a um, what do you want to call it a preacher. He's not a um, he's a, a a civil rights a civil rights attorney. He's not a preacher, so he's not going to get out there. And do the whole uh, Jesus Christ superstar type thing. He's out there like an attorney, and I think for black people, we look for somebody to be out there preaching like an like a preacher. Al Show, uh, Martin Luther. You're looking for a new Al Show. Exactly. Exactly. And if you don't get that, you see him as not being for us. I don't. I don't see that as the case. I see that as okay. him being for him, but he's fighting for us. He's for him. So okay. he's 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 fighting for us. All right. So he All does right. his he does his job. All right. All right. Well, let me jump back to the telephone lines and see if uh, uh, anybody else has some thoughts on this. I think I see my dude KV, and I think I see Priest in the building too. Let me see get uh, KV connected. All right, big shout out to all my area codes coming through. Definitely appreciate it. KV, what's happening with you? Hey, how's everybody doing? DJ Sincere, what's cracking with you, man? I'm glad to have you. Glad you I had me, man, just sitting up here loading up this dishwasher, man, watching uh, the Knicks and the, and the Nets, man. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I'm quite sure that the news has reached, uh, you know, uh, out to your neck of the woods, you know what I mean? Uh, you've probably seen it on the news, what happened to the young man, Tyree Nichols, at the hands of the uh, black police officers. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's just ugly, man, you know, Um Really, really ugly, man. I uh, not three houses away from where he lived. His mama house is that yep, nothing. Yep, not even that far away from the house. Right. But you know, I, you know, I can't understand why it would be five black cops do this to a brother and brag about it afterwards on cam. You know, and I, I, I don't know, and I, I'm just black, black. I am like, understand me, black, black man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I'm Paul Mooney, black man. I'm Megger Evers, black. I'm Bobby Sutton, black. Bobby Hutton, black man. I'm Bobby Seale, black man. I, I, I kind of look at this as like I'm trying to figure out who. Who put them up to this? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it from a whole different perspective, man. Um, That's what I was just that is exactly what I was just saying. It's not what we think. It's not what we see. It goes deeper than yeah, what man. we see. Yeah, man. Somebody, this man. There's another agenda, man. Yeah, we don't this know. This is an agenda, man. This is it, an agenda, exactly. man. Man, to take this the is a, a white supremacist agenda, man. That's what I think. Because yeah. there is in no way, right in form or format, I don't think any black man, especially if they had a couple of them that have only been on the force for a couple of years, okay, that would viciously go out. And they got put up to this, man. Somebody 
an organization or somebody like that went to all five of them cats and said, look here, man, we're going to put you in a real serious position if you don't do this. We're going we gonna to kill your family. We're going to kill your mom. We're yeah. going to rape your dog. We're going to rape this It's something deeper yeah, than, what, than what we saw right there. Deeper, and for them, they have on full body cameras. Come on. They knew yeah. they were going to get caught. They had on full body cameras. The cameras never went off. They had a role to play. And we don't know yeah, the sacrifices man. that was that that was going to take place if they didn't, you know, what what we don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's too much. It's a lot All right. of things that are being All right. from yeah. us, man. All right. I don't want to say, all right, uh, that these things aren't possible. All right, and I don't want to say that these things don't happen because there always is more to the story. But I don't want to, I, I don't want to make it in anybody's mind to give any excuse or to remove any accountability for their no. individual behavior. All right, because like that. you no. said, we don't. Oh wait, no, because like I said. And everybody's saying we really don't know, all right? But in terms of the white supremacy uh, aspect of it, yes, and that's what I'm alluding to. That's what I'm talking about when I say constantly putting these things out there because we've seen a barrage of this, whether it's R. Kelly or, or Bill Cosby or, or Kyrie or it's, it's Kanye or, not, or, it's, or it's OJ or, you know, it goes on and on and on the black male in particular, that they want to make the face of depravity in every aspect. This is what this is. This is another message, man. And we see it every single week across the media. All right? Uh, DJ Envy. All right? Uh, if, 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 If you're not being made the face of something, you're being publicly humiliated. What's the story on him? All right, his wife is going on a 30-day girls' trip. Like, who does that? You let your wife go on a 30-day girls' trip? You know what's going to happen on the girls' trip, right? <laughs> uh, no, you know? Yeah, okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Stop it. It, it, it depends on the girl. I'll put it to you like this. All right, I'll put it to you like this. If I was a married man, all right, if I was a married man, all right, there's no way in the world that my wife is going on a 30-day girl trip. She's not She's not going on a on a. Okay, let me ask you why. She's why? not doing why? that. Monster, she's not doing that. Why? 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 Because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you let her go? Why? Is it because you're a mister? Because you don't want to cook for yourself? You don't want to clean for yourself? Or you, you don't want to sleep by yourself? What is it? Why? Or is it because just because you just don't trust her, period? Because she's a married... Let's get ready to rumble! Mr. Roy, that, that's not you nice. Know <laughs> yes, that's not yes, nice, Mr. Roy. This is what I live for. One you know couple why? days of this one. We need to you know extend why? this for the 8, 9 o'clock you know hour. Why? It's beautiful. Long story short. I love the panel. I see everybody. You can't make this a long story short. Because you're right. going to tell me, you can't say one because she's married. Because well, her, yes. her being married. Because her that's what. As far as I'm concerned, that's single person behavior. All right. If oh, if wow. me as a man, 
All right, as me as a man, if I'm going to go on a 30, just not that I'm going on a business trip, not that I'm going on tour, if I'm going on a 30-day boy trip to the Caribbean or whatever without my wife, I really should be single. If she's going to take a 30-day trip with her girls to wherever, then she really needs to be single as far as I'm concerned. Okay, and I'm going to tell you this. As, as my husband, if you as my husband, my devoted and loving husband, if you, if you decided, babe, you know what, me and the guys, we want to take a road trip. You know, this is something that we plan in 30 days. days. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Let me finish. It's 30 days. And, you know, we're going to the Caribbean. Now, me personally, I'm going to be like, oh, man, 30 days, babe, what am I going to do? What am I going to do without you for 30 days? I'm not going to say, you better not be over there effing no hoes. You better not be over there looking at no hoes. I'm not going to do any of that because you are my devoted husband. If I have an inkling, an inkling, even a thought that you would be out cheating, I wouldn't be with you. So Let me my ask first thought would be, what am I going to do without you for 30 days? Let me ask you a question. Who am I going to cook for? Who am why, I going to sleep with? Why you know would I miss husband, you. Why would because a husband, he wants to get away from this. Man. But why would a husband or a wife want to go away without their husband or wife for 30 days? Why would they want to do that? Do, do you know that, that, that in a relationship, a, a relationship, my mother and father were married for 56 years. And in the 50, 60 years that they were married, my father never went away. But my mom did several times. She would go and she would visit my aunt, and she would be gone for three weeks, sometimes a month, and she would come back, and their relationship was stronger for it. When you're with somebody 24 hours a day, I don't even That's care if you're working thing. eight hours. If you, she if you're working she eight hours, go on a 30-day girl's trip. You can't compare that. You, you can't compare that because my, my, my mom and her careful. sisters, yeah. my mom and uh, her sisters yeah. together. Yes. Be careful. Be careful, bro. <laughs> right. My mom and her sisters. So you, you, All right. you talk See, about a girl, you talking about a girl if you didn't watch too many movies. See, a girl trip doesn't left. consist of us going to strip clubs or going somewhere to have sex with other men or be around other men. It's just sometimes girls want to get together. They want to vent about their husbands. They you want to vent. vent about what's going on in their lives. Now, this has to be a this. Y'all can go to the this mall. This has to be a bus. Uh, y'all can get some. Y'all can get some wine. Uh, y'all can join the book club. <laughs> Thirty day girls. Tread lightly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Tread lightly. Tread lightly, brother. Tread lightly. No, he he can tread as hard as he wants to, but he knows that I tread harder. So the whole the whole point of the matter is, like I said, for me, All if right. you decided to go, my first thought wouldn't be with you with another woman. Oh, you're just leaving so that you can go sleep with somebody else because this is what I know, that you can sleep with anybody else anywhere. You don't have to go away for 30 days to sleep with someone else. You can do that while I'm sleeping. You can go outside and have sex around the corner in your backyard at the liquor store, at the at the bodega up the street it doesn't matter this is true but it's very true if i am in love with you and you are devoted with me now now mind you i do i i do get jealous but not because my man is unfaithful (laughs) and if i if i told you things that i'm jealous of you would know that i'm just a spoiled brat 
But I would never be jealous or thinking that you were you were leaving to go be with another woman. I would think that you were leaving because I need a break. You know what I'm saying? And I know for a fact that you're going to miss me as much as I miss you, but I need this. And I, my thought would be, and I would voice it to you, what am I going to do without you for 30 days? That would, And I can't wait then, to see and you. Then, and when, and you, then, when you came you back. Call him, then you call yeah. him in the room and give him something to make sure that he does not have to think about you in that way because you don't put it on him okay. right and, and whenever whenever he called, I would answer. But but when he came home, when he came home to me, he would never want to leave again. So it would be, I think that it's good for a couple to spend some time away from each other because you get into a place where you just complacent with each other and the routine is just, becomes a routine. And after a while, a routine gets stale. Boring. So, so we, we got, we, exactly. We got way off the subject because Mr. Raw, I mean, uh, Sincere had to go there. <clears throat> Yeah, and the reason why I didn't, I see, you know what I'm saying, my telephone lines, you know what I'm saying, my telephone lines are hot today, my, my telephone lines are hot today, but that's, it's all good, I'm ready for the smoke, you know my style, I'm ready for all the smoke, see the reason, you see, the reason have, why I, you better have a, uh, you better, what is that, the thing you need to put out smoke? <laughs> An extinguisher? No, you need a you need a, a fire truck, if you come with, with fire with me, you better get you a whole fire truck on standby. All right, that's all right. That's all right. I want the smoke. I want all the smoke. <laughs> I'm going to give you some smoke. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I better go back to my telephone line. I better go back to my telephone line before I get in more trouble. I'm always in trouble. I'm always in trouble. I'm always in trouble, y'all. Y'all see that live on the air. I'm in trouble again. <laughs> all the time because he don't know how to act. Because he don't know how to act, y'all. I'm just telling y'all right now. He's a hard-headed little man. Oh, man. Oh, man. See how she treat me, y'all? See how she treat me? See how she treat me? He's bad. Because he's bad. He is bad. B-A-D. But I love him, though. All right. All right. All right. I better get back to my telephone line before she don't love me no more. Priest, help me out. Priest, priest. <laughs> I'm here, bro. I'm here. You got me laughing. For sure. <laughs> help me out. Help me out. Yeah. Y'all got me laughing. Because here you go. Take this out. I'm talking to my mentor today. Him and his wife was married 43 years, right? Mm-hmm. So he calls me to tell me certain things. So he's like, yeah, man, she gone again. I said, what do you mean? She gone for 30 days. I said, how do you do that? Y'all married 43 years. How she just get up and go? He said, I bought her the luggage. <laughs> and I made her, and I made her a bank account this straight. Because if she can put up with me for 43 years, whatever she wants to do, she can go ahead and do it. Whatever. Go ahead and do that. Enjoy yourself. Okay? And he said that. He said that to me. So, of course, I'm laughing. I'm snickering because every time, every month she goes out. Well, it's like this one is 30 days. Last month it was two weeks. Okay? Now, what she does is when she go out on girl time, because it's rich girl time, they're old people. So the girls get together and go buy something outside the country. So it takes 30 days to get through the paperwork and all that shit. So every time she come home, she's showing him a new property in Guatemala or someplace, wherever they got. And he going, this girl is so good, she bring me the money. So he don't care. 
Well, go ahead on 30 days. You need an extra 15, call me. I'll wire you some money. You know what I'm mm. saying? That's he proud. He proud of her doing that. Now me, I only was married for twenty four, twenty five years. That didn't work out for me, cause I ain't have enough <laughs> bread to send you wherever you want. Okay, but if you wanted to go, you free to go for real. You free to go, baby. Because guess what? All the children look like me anyway. So please go ahead and do your thing. Me too. Yeah, for me real. Me too. Huh? Me and my twin. Yeah, yeah. I got eleven children, one woman. So like. I, after the divorce, I told him I'm not mad at her. She gave me 11 children, and I got all of mine. So now she want to go do something else. I bought her luggage. I, I literally bought her luggage. Okay. She emptied out the hey. bank account. All, all now my bank accounts are frozen because what she doing? I don't care. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, baby. Enjoy yourself. But stay across the street when you get back, though. Okay. Stay your ass across the street. Okay, that's my personal opinion. I hope that don't make too many people mad. And if I get some more haters, send them over my way. I like haters. I like all haters. Right. All right, all right. Well, we're going to keep it up. I don't know. Maybe I got it all wrong. Maybe I got Well, you know what? After, maybe after like 25 or after 43 years of marriage, right. maybe I'll be ready to send her packing too, man. Maybe you did. See, maybe, maybe y'all are right. Maybe yes, I got was. it all wrong. Yes, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I yes, got it wrong. Yes, right, maybe I got <laughs> Mr. Rosa, yeah, you would, you would. All right, but let me see what this 803 yeah, got to say. Let me see what this 803 got to say. 803, you live. What do you think about it? Yo, what up, Sam? What, what up, what up, what up, A1? Hey, nothing, man. How everybody doing, man? So, you know, I'm sitting, here and, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here and enjoying the conversation. Now, I ain't going to lie. I'm laughing at 90% of this shit. I'm laughing at it, especially the last topic. First of all, I want to say something about those five black guys, right? I want to say this. The reason why they, this thing is happening so fast is due to the fact because they are black. We all know that. Yeah. Okay? We know the white man is not going to get scrutinized like that. But if the black man do it, of course, we're going to go to jail faster than any other white man. They're going to go faster than, they're going to go to jail faster than any other white man who ever did anything who killed any other black brother. They're going. That's a fact. They are going. That is not a question. They are going. Number two, about uh, the uh, what is it, the lawyer guy y'all was talking about, the lawyer? I mean, yeah, you're right. He's gonna uh, he's trying to fill in for Al, you know, Al and everybody else, Jesse, whoever else. But yeah, he is an ambulance chaser. That that's a hundred and ten percent fact. Because if because if because if, if it's not a major case for him, he's not gonna touch it. That is a fact. If you're going to have the same energy for these major priority, high priority cases, you need to have the same energy for every case that in, 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 in that genre. That is a fact. And number two, about this guy's wife going on vacation for 30 days with her girl trip, and obviously, no disrespect to priests or anybody else, that girl ain't going to go buy no goddamn land, man. She ain't buying no houses. She ain't buying shit. She know what she's doing. She knew exactly what she's doing when she first put this man information out on blast of what he cannot and cannot do for her. That is a fact. And any, and any man, any man, I don't care if you Bill Gates or whoever you are, Elon Musk, your wife going for 30 days? Are you serious? Come on, let's be for real. Because if any husband go for 30 days, his wife ain't playing that. His wife ain't playing that. 
Because for one, you are married. So I agree with you, DJ Sin. You are married. You acting like a single person, then go ahead and go be single. Because if, if, if I had a wife, and she tell me she's going on a girl trip for 30 days, she must take all her shit with her to her girlfriend's house. That is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My man Because Because let me tell you something. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We're, no, 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 let's be for real, man. Come on, this is reality, man. This is not the movies, man. This is reality. Where the fuck is you going for 30 days? To do what? For 30 days. Now I can see you want to go for a week. Okay, fine. Yeah, go ahead. Get the fuck on. Right, nigga, I'm going to help you. That's a fact. But for 30 fucking days, like, we ain't got kids? Are you no, serious? No, we don't have kids. No, we don't, no, we don't have kids. <laughs> well, we got something. We got something. We got marriage papers, right? You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here. We have marriage papers, and, and that's it. Well, guess we what? 30 days, I'm going papers. with you. I'm going with you. I'm going with you. I'm going. <laughs> going because you got a real lot. That's not a marriage. That's not a marriage. How much you want to bet that the girls that she going with ain't married? No, 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 see, no, that's no. the thing, we though. We already established that every woman on the trip has got to be married. Because okay, but even even if so, even if so. That's it. Even if so, if every girl on the trip is married, even if so, where are you going for thirty days? It, it, wherever we want to go, and 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 you okay. you mentioned the point that that woman is not is not going to buy things and do this and that. That that is not true. Every woman does not. not cheat. If every woman does no, not. No, we cheat, talking about DJ Envy wife. Are we, are we, are we right? Yeah, true. Okay, oh, so we're talking about the same woman. Hold on, hold on. We're talking about the same woman that picked this man on blast. We're talking about, we're talking about the same, that's that woman? Who publicly said that, that yeah. he doesn't please her. Okay, so yeah. what do you think she's going to go do? What do you that. think she's going to go do? Well, see, that's the thing. See, that's the thing when we come to an assumption. We're going to say, okay, yeah, you know, this is this because this is this. When you find out the whole story. So if you tell me I'm not pleasing you, Appreciate but then... You want to go on a 30-day girl trip. You're going to get some ass. Come on, stop playing with me, man. I know what you're going to go do. That's totally different. Oh, that was different. That was different. There's always a yin and a yang. There's always a reason. But but now listen, I'm not trying to knock you, sweetheart. I'm not trying to knock you. But what I am saying, but what I am saying, but what I am saying, your fire truck need to come with about six more because you need backup. You need backup on this one because any man... Any man, any man is not going to allow his wife, his wife, this is the one that he's been married to, to say it's okay for you to go on a 30-day retreat. It's my, not. My dad did. My dad did. So but you said, it, but you it, said, it, but you said, but you said your dad let your mom go to her sister, her aunt, her cousin, or whoever. These are friends. It was, that's right. And she would be gone sometimes two weeks, sometimes a month. And she would come back well, home. I respect they, it. Yeah, because she was going and, with family, but you're they, not just going on a regular girlfriend trip. Well, I, all right, you know, different shows for different folks. I, I respect it. I respect it. I respect it, sweetie. That's your opinion. If that's, if, if, listen, I ain't mad if, if I... 30-day <laughs> trip. And left their husbands and went on a, a family trip, and they did it every year. All eight of the girls, they did it every year. 
My dad had no problem with it. Neither did my That's family, though, right? Yeah, they that's were all family. family. It's a different. That's, a, that's what I'm well, saying, but this is not friends. family. This is not family. This is a major difference. Because family well, going to keep your ass in line to make sure you don't fuck up, especially if you have a God-fearing family to the point to where they all respect their vows. But if you got a bunch of homegirls who are out here fighting and you want to go fight too, that's, that's a difference, sweetheart. That's a difference. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. My, my thing Thank is this. I didn't, know, I didn't know who you guys were talking about. I don't know that situation. I don't, I don't follow that story. I'm talking about just me personally. I know myself, and I know that that when I'm committed, I'm committed even with, like I said, with my dude. I'm not I'm not gonna be worried about my husband um wanting to go and hang out with his guy for a week or two. I'm not gonna be it's not gonna be in my mind that he's screwing somebody else. I don't have those kind of insecurities. Only because I know who I am. So yeah, I, I don't have that. that those insecurities. I wouldn't And I respect I that but a lot can happen in a month. A lot can happen in a month away from somebody. And you're and you're right. That is a fact. And, and at the end of the day, a month is not a whole lot of time. So if, if Sincere decided, baby, I'm going to go and I'm going to hang out with my boys for a month. Like I said, my first thought is going to be, what am I going to do without you for a month? Uh, you say a, a whole lot can happen in a month. If it can happen in a month, then we should have never happened. So that's my point. But I you can't. But you, I know he's not going to. And I respect that. And, and, and I'm not mad, but I will say the contradiction that you just gave when you just told me that a month. It's not a lot of time, but you just said that, oh, what you going? What, what I'm going to do without you in a month? I mean, here's the problem. Here's the problem that we have. As, 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 it's not a lot of time. Here's the problem, though. It, it's it is not a lot of time. What am I going to do without you? Three days is a long time. What am I going to do without you? Three days is a long time. That's the point. What am I going to do without you, period? Because anything liable would happen. Anything liable would happen. What am I going to do without you, period? The only the only thing I'd be worried about happening is him, him getting in trouble, getting hurt. That would be it. I could say this to him: What am I gonna do without you for a full weekend? Because I'm in love. So being in love, what am I gonna do without you for three days? Thinking about what am I gonna do without you for a month? When I mean a month is not a long time, I mean it's not a long time for you to decide you don't want to be with me anymore. That you're gonna risk everything we have to sleep with somebody else. That's not a long time. And if it can happen no, in a it's month, not. It, happens, it happens in an hour. It happens in an hour. It happens in an hour. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not going to be funny. I'm not going to be funny, but it happened in all the nights when he called his wife and said, he ain't coming home no more, right? Because you know I mean? But I'm just saying, though. Right, yeah, he ain't coming home no more. But, 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 no, seriously. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on now. Hold on, y'all. All right, I got to pull it back in. I'll let y'all go for a little while. I got to pull it back in there. <laughs> All right, we want to get another voice on this. Looks like I opened up a whole can of worms. Woo! Dirty you have radio. no idea. Is... Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I guess I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn today, right? All right. Three, well, let me bring two, one, 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 two, 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 one, Hey, sincere. Um, just quickly, I'm 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 tough Tom's sister. Okay. Makalani, but I didn't want to call myself. But okay, okay. I bitch it out to you, bitch it out to Makalani and tough Tom. Right. <laughs> I, I've been married for 25 years. I've known my husband for 38. My daughter's 37, and we have a 21 year old son and three grandchildren. Okay, they're still young, but we definitely had some trust issues in the back, not not cheating, but just, you know, insecure issues. 
Um, but we've moved past that. But and I mean we've moved past it strong. But they, it has to be based on every ind- individuality. Um, with us, like I said, we moved on. Um, but it's no way that I can come home and look at my husband, my adult daughter, my grandkids, and say, um, "Grandma, mommy, wifey is going away for a month, um, and I'll be back." Without my entire family thinking, "What's up with that?" Number two, I want to get back on the um, Tyree Nichols again with the video. Um, what bothered me about that video more than anything was when that white cop was standing there looking for his glasses. He made a comment and said, yeah, when you see that nigga, sorry, nigga, that come up for me. So to my point with that is that this black man, this officer, went and did what he said do while the white man was looking for his glasses, rolling up his, uh, what is that, rolling up the um, taser gun. But the comment that he made was, yeah, drop kicking for me. I think that's what he said. And what did they do? They dropped him, sadly. So that's just so what was on those they two. They did what they was ordered right. to do. Exactly. Thank you. Yep. Mr. Raw. Mr. Raw. Mr. Raw. Uh, you yeah. need to uh, move a little closer to your microphone. You sound a little distant. I said, I said, it's a chess game. They use the black men as pawns. It, it, it was all about telling them what to do, and they followed out the order. Just like Sincere said. Just like Reddy said. Just like A1 said. They followed the order. It's a chess game. They wasn't playing checkers. It was like strategically told and put in order, and they followed their order. And now the circumstances, they, they were told, you know, it, it, it's weird and it's crazy and it's ironic, but it can all fall back on certain things that we watch on television. We see schemes and different plots and things like this can actually happen in real life that they could be, like they said, you never know what they could be threatened by. And if it's like, if, if you see the young black man getting hurt on my family, who are you going to choose? You're going to choose a young black man. So it, look, it don't matter to them. So now it's like, you know, they followed orders. So let's now send them to the chopping block. Okay. That's how I want to get to one more Avery Coat. All right, K-Swiss is in the building. She wants to join the conversation, get her connected. K-Swiss, how you feeling? I'm doing good. A um, couple of things. Kudos to the woman who stood her ground. <laughs> I get it. But I wouldn't be thinking – what will I do without him for 30 days? I would be thinking, what am I going to do without him for 30 days? <laughs> oh, boy, you've been running wild, huh? Okay, okay, check you out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 30 days. I could do whatever the hell I want, right? <laughs> okay. I, I can I can man, I the I'm about to pass gas and not have to say it was a poop. Poop, no. <laughs> if you like wanted that. to change the color of the walls and go psychedelic, shit, he's gonna come home and do it. Be, What's he gonna do? I would be, I would be able to do that anyway. But, but my point is, and thank you. My point is, and I want to address the young lady who said, you know, that that, she, that her whole family would be 
without question what's going on and why would she why would she want to leave? I get that and I love the fact that she said that that people, you know, it's individual, it's the individual feelings, they thoughts or or their family. But I know like I my mom and dad, like I said, were together for over fifty years and I watched my mom do this when we got of age. And 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 the young man said, you know, it's a bunch of sisters, like they didn't have asses. <laughs> You know, because they're sisters and not just friends, uh, or the friends were bucking wild or whatever. But they did, they did this. They came, they went, and they came home, and they loved on their husbands. They didn't have the agenda that they were going out to find somebody else to sleep with or to look at them or do whatever. They were going to find themselves. The, the, the thing about it is, and, and I'm speaking from a woman's point of view. I know men, you know, they they have the same feelings that we do, different thoughts, the same feelings. I know for me as a woman, even being here by myself and my grandkids and my kids come through, I have to sometimes leave my own house because I want, I need a peace of mind. I need to find myself. And I'm not with them for 24 hours. So imagine, like, like Cynthia said, after 30, 40 years, I'm going to kick you out anyway. But we have to sometimes go away. If I find myself being stubborn, being mean, being on the uh, offensive, that means I've lost myself someplace. So you would be you would be wise to be like, here, babe, here's your bag. I booked you a room someplace. <laughs> you know, come back. You know, go go take care of that and then come back. That's that's how I know it is for me. You know. I can I can agree with the guys too though. Because being a woman, am I going to flirt? Probably. Because I want to see if I still got it. Will I cheat? Probably not. But it could happen. You know what I mean? And if you're with a group of girls for 30 days, please, you know they're thinking it. No, that's the difference between, between your mindset and my mindset. I can never say probably. It wouldn't be a probability for me. I'm in love with my husband. The word in love means that you full. It means full. That's what in love means. It means that you can look, but you don't desire that. It means that you're full. So if I ever get to the point where I'm no longer in love with my husband, we have an issue there. But in love means that you're full. I'm, there's no, will I cheat? Probably not. No, there is no probably. Will I cheat? Hell no. For what? What am I cheating for? I'm in love. This man gives me everything that I that I never knew I needed. So why would I go out and jeopardize that for a piece of meat? All it is going to be is sex. Because at home, I'm making love. I don't need to go out somewhere and have sex with somebody every day. Whether it's a a 10-minute or 10-hour situation, this man is going to be making love to me. Unless I tell him, I need you to hit it from the back a different way. Other than that, no, I'm not going to leave home to make in love with somebody to go have sex with a stranger. That's not where my, my, my mindset would be. And anybody that I'm hanging out with has to have the same mindset as mine or we can't hang out. The other thing is, is that I'm a grown-ass woman. I cannot be influenced by another female to make me leave home so I have to come back to a house. That's not, that's not me. Now, anybody else, that's just not me. So that's where I am with that. 
Okay. I respect well, you're that. One of a kind. You're one of you. She's a strong you're woman. Yes. I'm it has Very a lot of people, people have to do with love. A lot of people have to but you know, getting back to the getting back to the young man getting beat by those five cops and that you know listening to you guys um, and the first lady, I kind of get the same feeling that it could have been a setup. Um, I mean, have we heard anything as to why they kept on beating him when he wasn't resisting or anything like that? We haven't heard their side yet either. You're never going to hear the truth. You're never going to hear the real story. I I believe, like I said, they were, that baby was a sacrifice, was the lamb, and they were the ones who had to do the crucifixion, do the crucifying. And I believe that it goes, it's not, I don't think it has anything to do with white supremacy. I think it has to do with the police department, period, because there's too much focus on them as white men who's doing all this damage to black men. And so now they're going to say, you know what, we got to take the focus out of us. Let's show them that it's not just us. We're going to, this is what we're going to do. Let's pick the ones who have the most to lose and threaten to kill their family, their dog, their cat, whatever. And they did exactly what they were told to do. Like you said, they kept beating him even when he wasn't re- resisting. And that was what they were told to do, too. So they sacrificed themselves for whatever. But like when said, I heard, we don't want to. When I heard that mother on the news, on a news uh, conference this morning, I cried. You know, my heart went out to her. But why? It's you guys brought up a lot of questions. You did a lot of different theories. So I enjoy. I've been enjoying listening to you guys. We definitely appreciate that. I definitely appreciate everybody in the building. Everybody's thoughts uh, on these matters. All right. Uh, we've seen we kind of segued from one conversation to the other, but uh, nonetheless uh, kept it, you know, adult, you know. So once again, I, I definitely appreciate everybody's everybody's perspective. Uh, I got one more area code in the building. Let me see about getting him, him connected. I right, my boy been in the building uh, checking out the show for a while. What's going on, G? I'm chilling, so say hi. How's everybody out there doing? Everything is everything, man. All right. You know what I'm saying? You got any thoughts on what we're talking about, or are you just checking out the show? Uh, well, I'll, as far as the uh, the person, individual that was killed by the five police officers, I think uh, something that would actually help a situation like that from happening again is having, like, universal penalties, universal laws, and everything like that not on one state having certain ways they deal with the law, other states having other ways they deal with the law. It should just be one universal. And just like y'all got people all over the world coming in on your lines, that's how they should do the courts. You know what I'm saying? Do Get people all over the world, not just your community and nothing like that, because, you know, they could be biased in that community. You know what I'm saying? Get people all over the world, and this way they don't, they don't want to do that because they they they, they don't want to do that because then there will be diversiveness, and then the the the, uh, the jury will be one of those TV shows like when you see they become jury, and it takes forever to get the jury because just one person wanted to change or two people wanted to change, and the rest of them was like, 
can we just all decide on one thing so we can just get out of here? And somebody else goes, no, I don't think he's guilty. Oh, he's guilty. They they, they want to put the people, they want to put who they want to put in that position so they can be able to get the results that they want. They're not gonna. They're not gonna want to grab people from all different baskets and put them in there. They're not because then it's definitely gonna be. It's gonna be a mockery. Well, uh, yeah. With that being said, though, uh, it's majority of the time when situations do like that happen is is people that's not even that had nothing to do with the jury or if not from the community, that really have issues about what take place. You know what I'm saying? People that's within the community and stuff like that, they might have a little, you know, bad thoughts about it or whatever, but they're more than likely not even taking it to heart. You know what I'm saying? Because it didn't happen to them or somebody that they care about. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because they're biased. It's more. It's more intense when they feel like it's more of their own. It's family. It's uh, relatives. It's people in your neighborhood. When it happens to be a neighborhood, that's the neighborhood that illuminates the most because of the fact that it's happening to them. But we're all affected by it. It's 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 frustration world globally wide. Wide. Even you know, other than Americans are looking at American news, just like we look at overseas news, and they're going, "Oh, look at this." Look what the black men do to their own kind. It's like when Trump got <laughs> when Trump got nominated and became president, the world was just laughing at us because it was like, you guys let Trump get by and become president. Right. So they're they're around the world looking at us like, wow. Yeah, I'm hundred percent. I'm hundred percent. We're on the scrutiny behind that. We're on hundred. Yeah, I'm hundred percent with that. But, um, you said like worldwide, like. I mean, that's why I figure all the laws and penalties should be universally set worldwide. You know what I'm saying? Well, this I don't way, think it should be set. Well, maybe not set worldwide, brother, but at least I do think it should be, you know, blanket, you know, as far as federal goes. I mean, you know, each and every city, state, town, whatever, each area that has their own police department is definitely going to resist that. They've always resisted that. But I think that would help along with a couple of other things, like I said earlier, about making these individuals liable, you know, make them financially liable uh, uh, for whatever uh, kind of um, uh, penalty is paid to the families in these kind of situations. And, you know, eliminate, you know, some of the protections that they currently have, you know, from prosecution, you know, from the law, because, you know, they have guns. If you're a bus driver and you get into an accident with your bus, you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bear the brunt of the cost of that. You know, there's gonna be you know the union's gonna do what the union's gonna try to do, but it's nowhere near the protection level that the police officer gets when they kill somebody. You know what I mean? So, you know, things are things are definitely kind of you know uh, uh, need to be uh, organized in a different kind of fashion. I think that you know politics is local. And I think all these things need to be done on a on a on a local level. I think that the communities have to be able to gain control of their police departments, you know, because you only see this happen in certain communities. You know what I'm saying? If they're not black at the minimum, they're poor. So, you know, you have to be able to get control of your, your area and your police department and 
some of this stuff, you know, may uh, may alter itself. If the legislatures in these areas say, okay, well, we're going to eliminate this, we're going to eliminate that, y'all can't do this no more because the public sentiment about it is so crazy. But as I said earlier, I don't think the energy is where that it would be if all these five people were white. And if all these five people were white and this was caught on camera like this, the energy would be totally different across the country. All right. We're not seeing that same kind of energy energy that we saw when uh, uh, George Floyd was killed. You know what I'm saying? If these were all white guys, the, the, the country would be exploding right now. It really would be. Um, the social media, you know, black Twitter, black Facebook. I'm not really a Facebook guy, but as far as black Twitter, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not seeing the kind of outrage that I would have saw, you know, in my estimation, if these people uh, had been had been white. Uh, once again, big shout out to everybody. I'm sorry. Once again, big shout out to everybody who's on the line. I uh, having having a fantastic conversation. Uh, I would dare to say this is a classic show already, and we still have an entire hour to go. Um, I think it's about time that we uh, take a deep breath and maybe jump into a little bit of music and then uh, come back and continue this conversation. Now, uh, one of the folks that uh, is here, all right, uh, Dirty Basement alumni, you know, definitely a pleasure to have her speaking so passionately with us today. I'm a girl in the building. And, uh, you know, last week we premiered a song uh, she blessed me with. She talked about it when she came on the air just a little while ago. Uh, but she's allowed me to play another song uh, that I think, and I guess she thinks too, is appropriate for the topic at hand. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so, do you wanna do you wanna introduce this song, young lady? No, baby, I'm gonna let you go on and do it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. More exclusive <laughs> music for you. All right. You know how we get it in. You know how I do it. Remember where you heard this one first. All right, this young lady is not just a passionate speaker, but she's also a fantastic artist. All right, you've heard her music here before on Dirty Basement Radio. Here's something brand new. This is Ready, and this is called Side Chick. Ain't my business no more. 
and George George Floyd, okay, you didn't see X anything. You didn't see, you know, any any of them. The guy who killed, what was the young man's name? I can't even remember it, and it's on the tip of my tongue. The one that they killed while he was jogging, what was his name? Uh, a man, uh, Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad, right. Did you see anything about about fire? No, he was on administrative leave, and he was still on active duty. I'm sorry. The the cop, the um, the uh, the white guys that were involved there, um, the the cops. One of the cops that did the the arresting officer, or whatever whatever you want to call him, he made a comment, um, in front of another officer, about Ahmad being black and that they they did the right thing. He didn't get uh, he didn't get fired or put on administrative leave. They kind of pushed that under the rug. Um, anytime you've seen these white police officers killing black people, you never see them being fired. It is not until, and they have all the resources of the police be, department so behind you're saying them that, because they are. So you're saying that this is what took still the, employed. Okay, so you're saying that this took the steam out of it. This is why that the response isn't what it uh, Right. And, and the other thing is, and I can say this with sincere, sincere as I can, it's the embarrassment of it all. You can't tell me that you don't yep. feel ashamed or a sense of embarrassment because it was these yep. five Outrage. black men. It, it's yes. right. And, that, and that's what it is. So it's, it's not, and this is the thing about Black Lives Matter movement, which I think is full of crap. Because well, we, Black yeah, we Lives about Matter that too. Is, is all about Black Lives Matter when white people are killing us. But when we kill each other, Black Lives Matter is nowhere in there mattering to Black Lives. So shut up, Black Lives Matter, because where are you in this case? Where are you? Have you seen Black Lives Matter stand up one time in this case? And it's a month old. I, hear, I haven't I seen them. Have you, have you guys seen them? No, ma'am. Has anybody on the line seen Black Lives Matter step in during this case? You haven't heard of peak or creep. The only thing you heard about Black Lives Matter is when the police officers killed the cousin or the nephew of the Black Lives Matter co-founder, which has nothing to do with this case. They haven't said a single solitary word. They haven't put out a statement. They're quiet about this because it's five black men who killed a black man, and it goes deeper than them just killing the black man. Now, they didn't say, shut up behind this. Somebody shut their loud mouth asses up. They can't speak on this, and if they do, I want to see what they have to say. Well, you know what? Things happen. No, you guys, why aren't you saying something? Now, open the lines up to that, and, and I want somebody to tell me why Black Lives Matter hasn't stepped in for these five black lives. Six black lives. All right. Well, maybe we'll put that on the table. All right, but we do want to get to a little bit more music and give people a chance to think about that. All right. Now we did a we did a show on that. I mean, months ago. I mean, I saw the hustle. What the hustle was a long time ago, and we didn't we did an entire show. Uh, Is Black Lives Matter a scam? You know. So I mean, yes, it was. It was a hustle. It was a scam. It was a way for uh, a small group of people to gain uh, a lot of attention and a whole lot of money. And money that they pocketed and used for, you know, their own enjoyment, you know, for their enrichment, but did nothing to benefit the community that enabled them to get so much money and attention and notoriety. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you 
I'm 100% with you as far as Black Lives Matter goes, ready. Absolutely. All right, but uh, I got another song on deck right now. I right, Mr. Roy brought my attention. I will right, uh, give this one to play right now. This song is called This Time Around, and it features Mr. Roy. Dirty Basement Radio. Let's go.
very nice work, very nice work, Mr. Raw. Uh, that was you and JP, right? Yeah, that's JP3. That's our own uh, D, uh, co-host of the the Monday and the the Friday show with Priest. JP3 is the instrumentalist on that one. He was playing that, that I can't, I don't remember the name. It's called a melodic something. But he was the one playing that, and he said, Toby, just jump on it. So I said, all right. I didn't know that's what it is. That's how it came out. That's the one. That's the original one. All right. All right. No doubt. No doubt. Once again, great work on that. All right, Dirty Basin Radio. Uh, we vibe on the show. Let's keep it going with a little bit more music, and then I'll be right back. I got that sound effect ready for you. 
Oh, yeah, I see, I see. Check you out. <laughs> I got to keep an eye on you, Mr. Roy. You're a troublemaker. You're a troublemaker, Mr. Roy. Not, not actually, because the trouble was already, it was just going to happen. <laughs> I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't excite it. It was only, it was already ignited, and I just put a little marshmallow on the flame. The flame was already oh, yeah. there, you know. You got, you, you know who you're talking to when you say that. That's this just like guy. saying a wax song. This guy over playing here a wax song and then asking her her opinion, and you hear over here ringing the Jerry Springer bell. You got the Jerry Springer bell. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. He knew what was. The only thing that was missing, Mr. Roy. The only thing we're missing was the Let's Get Ready to Rumble. That's the only thing that was missing. (laughs) Yeah, that's that. It made it. It made it epic. You know what I'm saying? It it made it perfect. It worked itself out. He he missed arguing with me. Oh, did I? You know, you read my mind, dear. I was just getting ready yes. to say it, it's been fantastic having you back on the air. This makes for it yes. makes for great it makes for great radio. You know what I'm saying? We 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 need to get you back on the air. I, I might have to start a whole new show. Might start a whole new show. You know what it would be I don't, like? I don't know. If, I don't know if I could do that because you know I'm quick to leave you for thirty days. So ah, uh, see that? Uh, <laughs> see that, y'all? See that? You already quit. Let me even got started. And she ready to leave me already. No, even got started. She ready to leave me already. And let me ask you a question in front of all your fans. Are you ready for the after show um, conversation? Ooh, I know some. Well, if, well, if I'm not ready, I better get ready. <laughs> you, you been, I better get ready quick. I better get ready quick. I know that's right. You, I have sent you a whole novel. A whole novel because I, you already know. You already know, and, and, and you cannot bring, blame Mr. Raw because he was not the calluses for this. It was you. It was actually you, yourself. No, he was just over there. So, he was just over there taking pictures. Right. <laughs> because he, exactly. he kept, he kept he telling you. He and, and, and I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to just say this. Every woman is different. Every woman, you know what I'm saying? I don't have um, – I could just say every woman is different. Every man is different, too, because you have one man that says, you know, he wouldn't have mind and another man. But I didn't know I didn't know where the whole scenario came from where a woman was saying that she wasn't satisfied right, with right. her husband and, so, and she went for 30 days. I'm sure that that woman went to go get satisfied by somebody else. But but in my case, that wouldn't be the case. That, that was my point. That that would never have been the case for me. I don't I don't. I don't believe in wasting anybody's time. So if I'm not being fulfilled or satisfied, I'm going to let my partner know. Either he's going to do something to fix it or it can't be fixed. I wrote something on my page the other day. I said it, it, it actually depends on the person that you are because a fall will, tell, will let you know what you're made of. You're either going to get up broken or you're going to stay down broke. So no, and I, and I feel that in a, in a relationship. If we, if, okay. we, if we fall down, we're either going to get up broken and we're going to put ourselves together. We're just going to stay down broke. But somebody's going to leave. Some Somebody's going to leave. I'm not going to stay in a relationship where I'm unhappy and I'm making somebody else miserable. I'm going to be the one to tell you this is not working anymore. We've done everything. from And when I mean everything, I mean everything from hypnotism to acupuncture. <laughs> That's how far we're going to go to make, it, right. to make it work. You're to make it you work. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. I, feel I feel that. You know, I feel that, but check I, this I out, though. I would check this out, though. I understand everything you're saying, and I'm with you on that. But here's the thing. You're not leaving me for 30 days. 
I'm not leaving you for 30 days. That's what it comes down to. All right? Now, there used to be this, these, these skits on, on, on YouTube. These uh, uh, two, uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen them do this in a while. But it used to be this guy, and he was dating this girl. Right? And I don't care what he was doing, where he was going. She was like, I'm coming too. Well, you know what? If you're going on a 30-day trip, I'm coming too. How about that? And then you have to, if, if, how about you dealing with grandma? How about that? Who grandma? Well, mine. Well, I will. Me and grandma will be hanging out. Okay, you already know. You already know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, tell, I'm about to tell you. Look, I'm about we'll to be hanging you. out watching Jeopardy. That's right. You Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. All she's going to do is smoke the peace pipe all day. So I already, I already let you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know right. about that part, okay. but okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> that part right there. But, no, like I, like I was saying, it, it, it has to do with, like I said, with, with me, I, and it's not that I, that I think that I love different than anybody else. I just know where my morals is. I know what, what marriage means to me. I know yeah. what in love means. So I have never been in love and longed for anybody else. I, I, I only longed for that, that person that I was in love with. So like, like the young man said, you know, things can happen within an hour. Then if it can happen within an hour, then you, you shouldn't have been with that person you were with. You say, well, you made a mistake. That is not a mistake. That is not a mistake. And I don't care how drunk you get. You don't make those kind of mistakes. If you do it consciously, it's not, not a mistake. It's a decision. You, you, you're right. It was a decision, and you was a willing participant. It's just like with, with two people, you know, being married or whatever, and, and this is the thing. I'm not a hostage in our relationship. So I'm, 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 I'm free to do uh-huh. whatever I want to because I have free will. But why would I? Like I said, I'm not going to leave someone who's making love to me every day. Three and four times a day, so take your vitamins. Three and four times a day, and to go and, have, and to go to have sex with a stranger for what? For what? What? What is the point in that? Because, like I said, there's different forms of making love. Unless I, it, and it could be a thirty second quickie. Go, go, go back to work or come home from work. I need a quickie to, you know, a whole session where we're both drinking Gatorade and orange slices. So, but it's 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 pleasurable to me to the point where I don't want anybody else. I don't even want another man looking at me. Why are you looking at? Me? You know what I'm saying? Why why uh, don't look at me? Don't. So, I guess it has to be. It's it's different. Like like you know, different women and different men have different opinions on the thing. Like you said, um, you know that that I'm not leaving you for 30 days. You're not leaving me for 30 days. I'm going to open my suitcase, and you're going to be there. No, if it was something that you had decided to do. And he, he made a statement. He said, no woman is going to let her man go. Yes, I will. I will. It's, it's not me allowing him to. But if I said, no, baby, don't go, it, it, does that mean you're not going to go and be resentful for it? Does that mean I don't want you to go because I don't trust you? What kind of relationship is that? What's the point in that relationship? You didn't let me go because you didn't trust me. Well, You're right. I don't see, trust you. So then why are we see, together? Well, see, in a case like that, see, I think this is just me speaking. It depends on 
how and why she's asking me not to go. All right, because she could have a feeling about something. Now, I always think about, no, she could have a feeling about something. I always think about, you know, I'm I'm a geek, so this is like a geek reference, y'all. So please bear with me for a minute. I always think about Julius Caesar, like the play, Julius Caesar. Because there's a part in Julius Caesar where, you know, he's getting ready to go to this meeting. And his wife is like, yo, Caesar, I don't think you should go to this meeting because I had this vision and shit. And they about to get you and you go about to be. And she literally says that you're going to look like a fountain, except you're going to be spurting blood instead of water. Right. He goes to the meeting. Guess what happens? He gets assassinated, even by his best friend. Right, his best friend stabbed him up. Now, if he had listened to his wife <laughs> and not going to that meeting, then maybe he'd have, he'd have been alive at least a little while longer. So it, it, it kind of okay, depends on the how and the why. Now, if, she if, might I have have kind of if I have that kind of feeling, I'm not letting you go anyway. So yeah, you will be a hostage because I've been and kidnapped you and not let you go. But if it's just for reasons of my insecurity, if I told you, baby, I'm scared. I don't want you to go. Because I don't want to be here by myself. And you would be like, woo, 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 okay, don't go. Baby, I'm scared. I don't want you to go. I just have a funny feeling that I'm not going to see you again. It will never be. But it will never be, baby, I don't want you to go because I'm afraid you're going to sleep with someone else. It will never be that. It will never be that. I cannot have a relationship based on thinking that you're out. And and this is the thing, too. And I said this before. I don't care what man I'm with. I know that when we decide that we're together, two things are not going to happen. You're not going to go blind, and you're not going to go deaf. So you're not going to go blind to beautiful things, so I don't expect you not to look. What I do expect for you is not to touch. I don't expect you not to hear. But what I do expect for you is not to listen. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't don't expect you to say, I didn't see her. How are you not going to see her? And I'm a female, and I see her big old ass. Because I told you before, this you girl know? Look at that girl look at that woman's ass. Sincere. This girl got the biggest booty I've ever seen before in my life. Baby, don't look at it. But I'm going to send you in the store and look at her booty. I'm right, going to grab my head and make me look up. Yeah, hey, look at I don't that, have that. that kind of... I will. I don't have them kind of insecurity. And not because I think I'm the baddest chick. Now, especially not physically. But I know that mentally... I'm the baddest chick. Emotionally, I'm the baddest chick. I don't have those type of insecurities. I don't. So you can you can you can be like, I'm going on this thirty day trip, knowing what you got at home, and decide, you know, I'm gonna hit this. But then, I, wait, if I hit this, and she find out, I'm gonna lose the baddest chick. Is it worth losing the baddest chick? That's that it, my mindset is I can go out and do that, but I'm not going to jeopardize what I have at home. I have a man who adores me, who freaking worships me. Man, my wish is his command. Why would well, I set that up for? Well, you know, different people have different different value systems, and in the event, in, in the example that you know that we were you know that we were using, I mean, I know you said you weren't aware of the you know particulars about you know the uh, particular. Uh, example that we were given but in the example that we're given this is you know unfortunately 
All right, and I do say this. Unfortunately, in the age that we're living with, you know, uh, social media and just the 24-hour media, everything is on the table. Everybody's life is exposed, and people feel free putting everything out there. Now, I'm the type of a person, yes, I'm a public figure, but I believe in a private life. You look on my social media, you really don't see anything that's personal about my private life because I believe in a private life. But unfortunately, you have, you know, and I think, you know, in years past, that was part of the mystique of our our public figures. You know what I'm saying? That you didn't have that inside peek into all their, their personal details. I mean, you knew them as an artist, so you knew them, you know, whatever it is that they did as an athlete. You didn't always know about, you know, their personal going on unless you read an article in the Ebony or the Jet magazine or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was yeah, it. you know they hold everything now. Yeah, yeah everything that, is yeah, exposed to you. You know you what know, kind of toilet tissue they use. You know, crazy. Them, you know everything. And it's them that's putting it out there. It's not like it's the paparazzi hiding in the bushes and got the secret microphones and, and you know, recording and, and taking pictures and video of what this they're doing. It's them themselves that's putting it out there. The same thing, you go back to Jada Pickett. You know, she brought her husband on her talk show, and, and, and she put out there that she had the affair with the guy and, and, and all this other kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's them that, 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 that put this stuff out there. You know what I mean? And it doesn't need to be exposed like that. The purpose of it is, 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 is it leads to nothing but uh, a coarsening, a degradation of society in general, just people's view of, of everything, and, and just it, 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 lowers, it lowers human behavior saying just the, the constant bombardment of the other side of things. You know what I'm saying? The things that are supposed to be private, that's supposed to be behind and, and, I, and I I get that and I understand everything, but like I said, for me personally, and it's not even it's not even you um or you know, or us or the love or whatever. The two things I know about me is I don't give out hurt like that. And the second one is that I fear God before anything. So I, I used to I used to pray when I was out in the world, and I used to say I hated when God seen me. As much as I I loved Him, I hated for Him to see me. Now when I pray, I pray I love that you see me. Everything I do, I love that you see me doing it. So my my relationship with God is above everything else. So I know going outside of my marriage bed, when He said no, I'm not gonna say yes to His no. I know that for him it is sacred. It is it is sacred, and and I cannot, I can't fathom it. I, I I can't. My mind won't go there. My thoughts do not go there. I I don't know, and maybe it's because I'm old as hell. But I just I don't believe. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in not being faithful to your mate, no matter. I don't care if you was unfaithful to me. God did not say. If your husband cheats on you, you can go out and cheat on him. That's not what he said. He said, don't do it. And, again, I, I'm going to elaborate. I don't give out hurt like that. I, would, I couldn't stand to look at your face knowing that I caused you any pain, any discomfort, anything but happiness. I don't understand what's wrong with people. Like you said, people are so open and free to do whatever they want because they're selfish. And they don't care about anything but themselves. Unlike love, love is selfish. 
Love doesn't care anything about anybody or anything else except for love, because that's all it does is love. So I don't get it. But, hey, like I said, maybe it's because I'm old-fashioned and I was born in the 60s. <laughs> but that's just how I feel. And nothing, no amount of money, no amount of all kind of fabulous toys or prizes or homes or cars or anything can make me be unfaithful. Nobody. Nobody. Because I, I have to live with myself. I have to live with the look on your face. I have to live at the disappointment. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to put myself through anything. That, that No, I'm not doing it. So, And I would expect that from you. So that would be the reason why I wouldn't say you can't go because I'm worried about you cheating on me. No, I, would, I wouldn't be worried about that. Now, I know that men do it all the time, and so do women. Women cheat on men more than men cheat on women. And they do it in a slick way because their men don't be expecting it. So I, I wouldn't be, I would. They do, <laughs> they do. They, they, because women. This is the thing about women. Men are messy, messy in their cheating situation. They'll spray on some cologne, you know what I'm saying, or or or, or just wash their balls before they leave, which the woman's scent is still on you. A woman will take a change of clothes and get out of those clothes and put on the clothes she's going to meet the man in. And when she's done meeting that man, she will take off those clothes and put on her clothes she left home with. The only scent that's on her is her husband's scent. Men Men don't have those kind of smarts. A woman will clean herself up thoroughly. A man will just wash his nuts, wash around the nut area or whatever, wash his mouth and go about his business. We, we have a different sense of smell. We can smell a woman on you a mile long. Other than that, we can see a woman on you when you get out of the car or when you're walking up and there's nobody on either side of you, but we can see that woman on you. We can see her on you. Men don't look for that because men are macho. My woman would never because I'm doing this, this, and that. No, women do. And they then they do it in the in the most terrible and most slickest ways that you will never think possible. Because you will be thinking, wow. Well, so no. Me personally, that's just my personal opinion for me. It's my the way that I feel wholeheartedly. Like I said, I'm not gonna be worried about you sexing nobody else. No nobody. And if it's something I have to worry about, I'm not gonna be with you. I can't live my life like that. That's wishful thinking, but there's a lot, a percentage, a major percentage of women who think a little differently and they have a little different uh, narrative. To the, you have some wholesome and some traditional ways of thinking, which is good, and then you know you follow the regiment of marriage and, and, and uh, the vows, you know, things of that sort. But these days now, it's nothing, you know, you know, I watch television a lot. And, it, and it, you know, TV mirrors, TV and movie mirrors true life. And now the women of today, they have a different persona, a different attitude, and a different way of thinking. And it's like, you know, they try to show you that they don't need men. Because they're not women. Because they're not women. That's why. Well, and, and female, I, and I, I, I guess it's female persuasion. I don't know what you call it, but there's, there's such a different arrogancy 
that, you know, the reason why this whole thing was being brought to just, light is because she just, said she, she wasn't uh, satisfied by him. So she was going out to go venture in in a 30-day, uh, you know, extravaganza that looked awkward. It's like, and what she, are you saying? And she, and she probably, and she see probably, me, I'm going out. She was probably going to get her back blown out, but that didn't make her no. That didn't make her a woman. That just made her a lady. That and any of them that do that and they're married, they're not women. They're just ladies. There's a difference between a girl, a lady, and a woman. My mom raised ladies. My daddy raised women. So it's, so there's a difference. I was born a girl. I when I was growing up, I became a lady. My daddy raised women. So that wasn't that wasn't our thing. Our purpose for dating was only for marriage. So I guess that's old-fashioned, too, but you couldn't come to my dad's house and be like, oh, I'm picking her out because we're doing this, that. No, what, what is your agenda? Well, we're just going to go have some a good time and, you know, oh, no, go have a good time with somebody else's child. Because this, no, there, there was a difference. And like you said, the, the girl, I'm going to call her a girl who said her husband is not satisfying her, so she's going to do this and this and that. She was a girl. She wasn't even a lady. She was a girl. No matter her age, she was just a girl. Because a woman would not have put her husband out there like that. She would not have disrespected her husband. And she certainly would not have disrespected herself like that. So, no. I don't, I don't get today's young females. I don't get today's young ladies. And I have four. And they have the values that I have, but they also have a lot of today's values as far as that independent situation, which I like in them, but I don't love it in them because there is nothing brave about being independent when that should never be your role unless it has to be, you know, and they take it too far. But as far as them sleeping around and having kids and having multiple, no, they don't do that because they look at the example of their mom. It used to be you could say, don't do as I do, do as I say do. No. My my mom and dad taught us from example. My mom would say, do as I do and listen to your dad. Your dad, my dad would say, listen to me and do what your mom does. And so I learned my values like that. And that's the same thing I taught my girl. So, no, today you have 14- and 15-year-olds having babies, and when they get three and four, they teach them how to come down the pole and twerk and all of that situation. They have no sense of, of value. They have no sense of, what is it called, um, inhibitions. They just they are just running wild. They have no sense of respect, no sense of them. They have they no don't, shame. They don't know. No, none. No and they don't know what no love is. They don't know what yeah. real love is. They don't know a lot of them is marriage. A lot of them is not even entertaining the marriage thought anymore. A lot of them is like, why? Well, get married for what? You know, so right. it's like married, the married rate is a lot it's of just, it's just going a on. Paper. That is not just a piece of paper. It is not just a yeah. piece of paper. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a all right, we're having a real good time. Make sure you invite me to UNCC's wedding. Make sure you invite me to UNCC's wedding. I'll sing. For you, if you want me to, you know, <laughs> you're stupid, Mr. Roy. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I knew what Sincere said to get you, so you know, I would, I just want to be a witness. I want to be a witness. You know, that's it. 
He was, you were going to be a witness to me choking him after this show. How about that? <laughs> that's why I don't want to be witness to. <laughs> it's too late because you just started it. No, I, I guess that means I, I can get the that. tent ready. I guess I should get tent, the tent ready. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be camped outside next to the dog. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't like sleeping by myself. I would never put you outside, and you better put your feet on me. Okay. All I, right. I, I all care, right. Look. Okay. How mad you are? And the dog be like, Nah, man. You nah, the nah, nah, man. You gotta go back inside. You can't stay out here. <laughs> Even the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you the dog be like, uh-uh, mm-mm. Take your ass back yeah, in the house. Don't get me in no trouble. But we had a real good conversation today, fantastic conversation, a grown folks conversation here on Dirty Basement Radio. Thank you all so much for uh, tuning in and joining us. we got a few more minutes left in the show, so I'm going to squeeze in a couple of songs before we get on out of here. I bitch it out to Levi. This is called My Ride. Why is it that you think that I'm crazy? Bipolar and manic, that doesn't faze me. I've been standing in the street and I'm waving. Ready for anything, cause really I'm amazing. Life like saving, headlights blazing. Look into the engine of the dream I'm making. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. My rhymes are straight out the oven. So glad I'm making this up and we can go get to the love. Let me tell you all about my lifetime.
Yeah, Dirty Basement uh, Radio. You only got a couple uh, more minutes left in the show. Almost time for us to get on out the door. My apologies to the artists that I intended on playing on today's show, but we got so deep into the conversation, great, great conversation, that, uh, you know, the time just flew on by. You know, you're doing, you know, a radio like this, and things move kind of quick. They move kind of quick. But I want to go through the telephone lines one more time, get everybody a chance to shout out once more and uh, any last words. I right, got my man G still in the building. I right, still connected. Uh, see if you got any last words. IG right, man, I appreciate you tuning in, man. Appreciate you tapping in. So, uh, you know, you got any last words before we get on out of here? G, where you at? I look like he might be uh, uh, here. All right, what's good? What's good, I man? We appreciate you tapping in. Yeah, you got any last yeah. words before we go? Uh, peace and blessings to everybody, and I hope we get through this in good health and don't have to go through it anymore. All right, no doubt. I love you. No that's good. All right, we definitely appreciate that sentiment. All right, thank you for tuning in, bro. Appreciate it. Make sure you come back through, man. I definitely love to have you on the air. We appreciate you. I definitely will. All right, that's what's up. That's Salute. what's up. All right, K Swish, you got any last words? I really enjoyed uh, the show tonight, all the topics. Um, it's it's, uh, oh, it's hard to say, but my heart goes out to everybody and uh, just, I guess, keep our eyes open and our minds open to what's going on next. All right. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in, as always. We definitely appreciate you also. I'm a girl, Kate Swiss, tapping in. All right. My man, A1, A1. All right, you got any last words before we close out the show? Yeah, I just wish everybody peace and blessings, man. Stay safe, man. Stay open-minded, man, and protect yourself at all costs, even if it's just for 30 days. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> I don't to slip that in. Had to slip that in. I <laughs> <laughs> right, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, man, A1, we appreciate you, man, tapping in, as always, supporting the Dirty Basement Radio Show uh, and giving us that good music. Also, ready, of course, uh, we definitely appreciate all of your input today. Uh, today's show would not have been today's show without you. Well, you already know, I always have to come in and show you guys love when I can because you know that my schedule is crazy, but I took this afternoon off because I wanted to um, come in on the topic, but course we got off subject but um just prayers and and like you know everyone said just everybody have you know watch your backs keep your mind right and um hey when you and i have to come back on the show and have an argument i i really enjoyed it <laughs> so Absolutely. even if it's for the next 30 days so <laughs> so if it's in the next 30 days so you know mr raw you already know you already know it's a pleasure baby so i will be i will be Hitting y'all again soon. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Mr. Roy, you get the last word before we get on out of here. Man, everybody said what I wanted to say. So I want to say let's go overtime, and I want to hear that side chick again by Reddy. But right before you do that, if you could slide to lay it down on her, because I don't think she heard that one. But I got to hear that side chick. <laughs> I love it. All right, all right. Well, we're almost out of time, Mr. Rowe. We're almost out of time. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the lay it down. All right, we might have to run overtime. I guess we could run a little bit overtime, right? We run a little bit overtime. It's all right. All right, let me see. Let me see. Let me, let me, let me see. 